Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the MinMax Show podcast, a place about games, friends, and getting better, and a place about uh, me being here. My name is Ben Hansen. Thank you. And it's a podcast about Jeff Marchiafava being here. Welcome, Jeff. Um. Howdy, sir. Thank you for being here. And we're joined by Kyle Hilliard. Uh, check out the YouTube version for my haircut. Oh, yeah. How, how you doing about that? How you doing about that, Kyle? I'm in the I don't like it mode. In a couple days, I'll be fine with it. Now, I know your wife wants your hair down to your ankles. Um, I, think it, I think it looks good short. I think it's a good look. You look youthful and energized. It's too, it's too short right now. It'll be good in, like, next week. I'll, I'll be happier with yeah. it. How much did you pay for that haircut? Uh, $35, and then I left a substantial tip. Wow. All right. I, um, I started going to Great Clips um, maybe about, like, two years ago. Like, I was cutting my own hair up until that point. And I was shocked, but I was like, 15 bucks for a haircut? I'll do this every three months. That seems like a great deal. Um, so great clips, everybody. Check it out. Um, and then the John Edwards of care, hair care on the podcast, we have Janet Garcia. Yo, what's up? Welcome, Janet. How's it going? It's going. It's going. I was sorry. I was caught up on how much my haircuts are not $35. Really? Like how much in a year do you think you're spending on your hair? <clears throat> so just for like... To be brief, but also way too detailed. Yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't get haircuts anywhere. My parents cut my hair, and my hair looked awful because they just cut it shorter. That's sure. it. Then in high school, I got my first ever haircut. I probably did go to like a random salon, Great Clips, maybe 30, 15 bucks, whatever. Yeah. Uh, now I found a salon that I actually want to go to, um, and my haircuts are a lot a month. Oh, no. A lot, of, not a lot whenever I go. Um, I don't know how often I'm going to go. I got one six months ago for the first time in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and that haircut was $135. What? <laughs> yeah. And right. I'm getting another one in, in like two weeks. So please keep watching this show so I can get my haircut uh, once every half a year. Jesus. If at any point you just want to like get really close to the camera and show your hair off, um, with a budget like that, no one's going to judge it. You're allowed just to really flaunt it whenever you want. Do like a full... Maybelline now, flip maybe in front I should of the camera. Go, you know, maybe it's overpriced, right? Like, I don't yeah. know. You know, I, sure. I, I love the haircut I got. It was the best haircut I ever had in my life. So I was like, uh, you know, kind of worth it. Um, but yeah, I didn't really shop around. I just went because um, someone I know goes. And I was like, I like her hair. I'll go where she goes. But I was like, oh, I see that poetry business is going pretty well. She's getting these 135 haircuts. Make me her. <laughs> Um, well, when I, I the other thing is when I go, I it's like three haircuts for me. Yeah, so like women's I, cuts I, are also I, just more expensive than men's. Yeah, I mean, I'd have I'd pay more. Thirty five felt low to me, honestly. Yeah, that's right, and that's where we're here to talk about everybody. Uh, no, we have yeah. a lot of exciting stuff to cover on this show. We are going to run down the full release calendar for twenty twenty two because I feel like post kind of summer game fest e three. I, I at least have those moments of like, what what is coming out this year? What is lockdown? What do we have dates for? It's nice just to get a roadmap of like, what am I going to be playing when? So that is what this episode is all about. Then back after the show, we have wonderful uh, comments and questions uh, submitted over there on Patreon. Some real, real top-notch bangers uh, this week. Congratulations, everybody over there. You're really... It's always an eye-opening experience. I always learn a thing or two, so I'm looking forward to getting all those. Um, Hanson, right. has there yeah. ever been a bad one, though? There has. There has. You were just like... There has. I don't want to say the exact week because I don't want to insult everybody who submitted questions on this week. But sometimes, here, here's what I'm doing, Jeff. And this isn't anybody's fault. But as somebody who's read thousands of questions submitted to podcasts at this point in my career, there are certain ones that just come up over and over and over and over mm. again. And there's some weeks where it's like, 
fifty percent of that stack, it's it's just ones that like sure. we we answered this six months ago, we answered this two months ago, we answered this three years ago. How do you not remember us answering this in twenty fifteen back at Game Informer? Come on, what's wrong with everybody? No, so there, there's those weeks where it's just a lot of those redundant ones. Um, or some are really specific and a little—I don't know—not as educational as they could be. But this week is great. Look, you'll see, you'll see. Back after the show. Uh, okay, here's the thing, Janet. Um, we we like doing this thing of trying to like gamify the release calendar, so it's not just. And then on August 29th, you'll never believe coming to the Switch. Um, and we've tried a variety of formats. We've tried gambling. We've you know, betting. We've done a bunch of stuff. Two years ago, we tried a format that seemed good in theory where it was release calendar six shooter duel we were all pretending that we're in a western and you'd have to shoot one of your six shots you only got six bullets on the games that you want to play and then we got done with it and we said that format wasn't great let's move on last year we tried a different format it didn't work out that well so for 2022 i'm very proud to announce the 2022 release calendar six shooter duel everybody oh what an interesting idea <laughs> thank you thank you we'll see how this goes so we each got six shots we have six games that we can claim when I say the name of a game that you want to play this year, you're legally obligated to yell the word bang. That is how you claim this thing. Now, if two of you cow pokes, oh God, I hate myself sometimes. If two of you <laughs> yell bang at the same well, game, sometimes. same time, yeah, well, that's a good point. Uh, then Better than most. there needs to be a duel for this game so then you have to actually argue why you think you deserve to play this game more than anybody else and then it's legally binding you're the only one that's technically allowed to play this game not just for the podcast but on planet earth so be careful with your wishes janet sure okay ready to go yeah so you're saying names of games and we're yelling when we want to play them you're yelling you're yelling bang when you're well, you're not even yelling. You're firing one of your shots from your six shooters. So does that, that mean we each only get six games? That's right. So be very careful. And if I may, just a heads up, we're going down the calendar with like locked in dates. And then there is a bigger grab bag than you would think at the end of games that are still committed to 2022, but do not have a specific date. So I'm just saying, if you want to be stingy with your shots, it'll pay off in the end, maybe. But then, hey, you shoot your shot and then the game doesn't come out this year. Then who's laughing? Do we, we get? Are. Is there like a winner for this? Is it like who has the best games? Yeah, keep, or? Yeah, keep, yeah, keep track of a. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep. Oh, it's it's definitely cemented down and gamified. Uh, keep track of which games you're getting. I guess is what I'm trying. Then to it's say. like it's not even the best games though, because games I want to play. Right, Let's just right. go. Let's just start shooting, and you know whatever happens happens. That's right. Here bang, we bang, 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 bang. here we go, everybody. July nineteenth. There's a game coming out that's going to be included for PlayStation Plus. Extra game called Stray, everybody. Hey. Janet Garcia taking Stray. Yes. No one else. No one else uh, throwing out a. I wrote on it this down, one. but I didn't realize we only get six games, and so. Well, how many bullets are in your six shooter? Uh, Stray PS4, PS5 is coming out on PC as well. Thanks an Epic Game Store joint. Uh, Janet, what is Stray? Remind everybody. Stray is an adventure game where you play as a cat in a cyberpunk type world, uh, presumably a world that is empty minus the like robot inhabitants uh, and TBD on the story because they really haven't shown much of it. Um, but it is an adventure game. So there is platforming, but it's more of like a magnetized type platforming where you just kind of click. So you're not really making the jumps yourself. Oh, really? Um, to clarify. Um, but yeah, and it looks super beautiful. Um, like you said, it's coming to um, PS Plus Extra. 
day and day. Who could forget? Um, and it, it looks amazing. And it's published by Annapurna, uh, who never misses except when they do. Um, so <laughs> I'm down for it. I mean, if you're going like batting average, Kyle, you're a baseball guy. Is that right? B- hitting uh, no. ratio. Your, your dad is. You're like 50% is, a baseball yeah. fan. Which, by the way, with that haircut, Kyle, you look more like your dad than you ever have before. And I say that with all due respect. With absolute respect, um, but uh, yeah, Annapurna batting average very high. Um, so this is well, blue. they're like even even the like Janet says like even the misses like you still are kind of like I get it though like right right that, that feels like one. an Annapurna game you know what's the one what are you what are you hitting at, yeah Janet? what's the one um what is it twelve minutes I mean it feels oh, like an Annapurna game. Sure. I mean it's just yeah. it just wasn't good it like, got people it talking I guess uh, anyways yeah. yeah that's from Blue Twelve Studios the name of the developer and they haven't released a game yet it's a bunch of former Ubisoft developers I am um. I'm trying to figure out every time I see this game, and there's a lot of hype about it. Is it just a bunch of cat lovers that are hyped for this game, or is it just the combo no. of like great cat animation? I hate cats. Really? And I, I still look forward to it. Okay. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't hate cats, but I'm a, definitely a dog yeah, person. Speaking of so, dads, you know, isn't I'm your dad like a, of the, a vet? You're supposed to be an all animals lover. Yeah. I and and in spirit I am, but if I'm gonna have a pet, it's gonna be a dog because dogs are a hundred times better. So it's. But the game looks great, and the and the cat moves very cat like, and that that's that is number one thing you want cool from a cat. Yep, I'm with you. When I saw that cat run around, I was like, "Hey, I want to play that game." Hell yeah! But not as much as Janet. So here we go. July nineteenth. Take it. Take you've adopted a stray cat, Janet. Uh, July twenty. Yeah, 20- I'm not allowed to play it now. Yeah. July twenty second. There's a game released on the Nintendo Switch, and it's called Live Alive. Bang. I knew, yeah. Wow. Paul Hansen. Come on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, that thing is coming up quick. This is the old Super Nintendo RPG that's finally coming to the West. HD 2D visuals uh, directed by the co-director of Chrono Trigger. It's going to be a funky, uneven, old JRPG experience, but I'm extremely excited for it. And you're like, you know, there's a demo now and the progress carries forward if you want to jump in now, but you're choosing between different timelines for all these different characters and I'm really curious to see how they all converge and if they all converge, but it's a really weird premise that I'm very excited about. How often will the phrase at the time of release be uttered during conversations or around it during podcasts? Like, this doesn't really work, but at the time of oh, release. Oh, right, right. <laughs> it's pretty impressive for its time of release, yeah. That's that's Switch exclusive. Right? Like, that was today, right? right? The time of release. <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, but like, you know. Come on. Uh, yeah, it is It is Switch exclusive. Nintendo's really pushing the hell out of this thing. Um, it is cool. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. need to be negative. No, I'm curious to see if it'll ever come to other platforms, if it's like a time thing, because it's technically a square game, but who knows. Uh, July 28th, Bear and Breakfast is coming to Switch and PC. That's a bang. Bang. Sorry. Oh, oh hang come on, on, Janet. Ladies and gentlemen. See, this is how it works. I I, I just sat back for the cat game yeah. and now double crossed. Yeah. Hansen, he's got you got the effect. whole song, too? Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to I get... think you beat me to it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter first. All right, Janet, why are you oh. excited for Bear and Breakfast? Um, Because you're a bear and you run a bed and breakfast. Um, And I love, I I think the art style is really cute. Uh, I like sim stuff. Um, I I feel like uh, I'm lukewarm on bears. I haven't had a lot of success in playing bear games in the past, admittedly. Um, With a, like, Cozy Grove, that didn't hit for me. I mean, the bears looked great. Though Alpha Bears, amazing game. Um, So, I don't know. It's been a mixed bag with bears. Uh, But I've been looking forward to this one for a while, and I think that's... 
honestly why I'm most excited about it, just because it's, it's been on my radar for a bit. And I think if you are um, heavy into the indie scene, you know that that can be a long tale of being hyped for something. When you, when you first discover a game and then when it actually comes out, um, that's either it's not ever coming out or, oh, it came out two years ago and no one told you because mm-hmm. the marketing wasn't as in your face because, you know, that there's not as much as there is for like AAA fanfare and all that. But yeah, I'm very excited for this one. It looks pretty intense on the sim angle. I was going back and look at some gameplay footage after hearing Easy Allies talk about it last week. And it's like, oh boy, it, it's more hardcore than you'd think. It's not just some cutesy, oh, I'll just run around as a bear in the woods and serve people tea. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You got to crunch some numbers here, man. Yeah, and that that is one of the reasons I'm interesting interested in it as well. Like, obviously, it's I feel like it's Stardew Valley adjacent, which yeah. has is has been one of my favorite games and also one of my wife's favorite games. And I like that it's it's a little more of a of a different take on that because it looks like you are really also designing the interior of your bed and right, breakfast, like right. down to the different rooms and stuff and. That has me very intrigued. Hell yeah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Bear and Breakfast. Backstage Pass, people watching this live, chime in with who you think deserves this one. Um, I think it comes down to Bear Trivia. So I have some Bear Trivia here. One of the factoids I have as a cool fact about bears is that bears are big, strong, and fast. So <laughs> this trivia is pretty you, detailed. I don't know if that's true, though. <laughs> like, you can't just believe everything. Citation needed. Um, okay, Jeffum, pop quiz. How many species of bear are in the world? Give me that number. Whoever's closer wins it. Price is right rules? No. <laughs> no. Good, good question, Kyle. I'm going to say 86. 86 species of bear in the world. Janet, how many species of bear are there in the world? Um... 42. Janet takes... I don't know what planet you all are on. H was the answer. <laughs> H. So Janet is taking bear and breakfast. Unbelievable. Remember to write these down. All right. July 29th. I, lo- I love the random also, change that now games. we're doing trivia instead of making our case for games. Well, look, I don't want having- to spoil anything. Um, we spent seven minutes on bear and breakfast. We have one million games to get through, so we got to roll. We can't debate all these things in depth. Uh, all right. Uh... <laughs> July 29th, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That's Hanson, you're not shooting this thing? There's a lot of games this year, Kyle. I uh, love Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I am um, I'm not gonna shoot it, but I'm like basically the equivalent of like, you know, in Ghostbusters, like sliding the trap ac- across the floor. I'm gonna slide just the case for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 all the way over to Seattle so Kelsey Lewin can play this game. Uh, enjoy. August 9th, we have Two Point Campus. Two Point Hospital, hospital successor, coming out on everything known to man. And looks fine. Woman. <laughs> okay, it seems looks cute. Solid. Yep, seems cute. Uh, August 11th, Cult of the Lamb. No bang, but I will say. I wasted my shots. I shouldn't have shot Bear and Breakfast. I forget. Does Janet get her bullet back? How does that work? Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. It's like real. It's like I real duels. I, didn't, I, didn't I win? So well, Janet won it. Yeah, Jeffum gets his bullet back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just has okay. to pry it out of Janet's leg or whatever's happening with a. With uh, you, know, you can give it to me, Janet, and then you yeah, can take just it. take one of these yeah, games. Yeah, no, take, yeah, take this bear thing. Really? I'm, I'm over it Perfect. now. Friendship with Bear over. Wow. Yeah, cult of the lamb. Um, you're uh, trying to create a cult. You're a cute little lamb. I think it has uh, one of my favorite things in games, which I've mentioned 
probably a few times here is I love the dichotomy between the cute and the violent. And yeah. I think Cult of the Lamb definitely scratches that itch for me aesthetically. Um, yeah. And I haven't actually not spent any time with it yet, but everyone that I know that has played it is uh, pretty warm on just the combat and the flow. And again, it has a little bit of sim elements with the sort of town building bit. Um, it's like cult. a weird, culty, yeah. dark cloud. Yeah, it's like you're, it's not even town building. It's like cult building and it's like cult management and then a kind of a roguelike on top of that. So it seemed cool from the little bit that I played. Um, but you can only win it, Janet, if you correctly guess how many species of sheep are in the world. Are all your questions species based? <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> um, Eleven. Don't be naive. What planet are you living on? Two? Of course, there's 10,000 different breeds of domestic sheep, Janet. Come on. I don't know. That's See, this is do. why I guess so high on bears. <laughs> yeah. And then that, I, I thought that, that was like, I'm like, that seems like a lot. When Jeff said that bear number, I'm like, that seems like a lot of bears. I think there's less, <laughs> but maybe there's yeah. not. Maybe there's more than I thought. That's why I was like 40 right. something or whatever. I don't know. Uh, here's a weird one. Uh, August 12th, Marvel's Spider-Man releasing on Steam from Sony. Uh, that'll be exciting. I'll give a shot that. <laughs> I did a Twitter poll just to be like, hey, you're going to pick this up? And it was like, the strong majority of people in that poll were like, I'm going to just play it again on Steam. But like, it was a pretty slim percentage of people that's like, I've never played it and I'm interested in checking it out. But that is going to find a huge audience on Steam. If you've never played that game, good God, it's so good. Uh, August 16th, we have Roller Dome, Roller Drome. On PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC, this is from Roll7. Uh, it blows my mind that the Ali Ali developers, Roll7, they're releasing two games in one year. Ali Ali World, and then this third-person uh, Tony Hawk with guns, but you're also on roller skates game. I feel like I Leo right. is yelling, bang at his computer right now, yes. just repeatedly. That is true. Um, it does seem cool, though. I... I was watching the trailer again. I was dreading, like, oh, is this like a multiplayer arena thing? It's like, oh no, it's just a single player, weird looking. It game. does look like a multiplayer game. Yeah, which is, I, I wonder how much that's gonna, how much of a marketing like uphill situation that is. Right, it, it is hard to remember that it's a single player game. Maybe if they reveal more of the story, it wouldn't be less difficult to remember that. Yeah, but Roller Drums, the name of that one, August eighteenth, we have Bang. Is that loud? Uh, we have Cursed to Golf. Yes. Wow, you knew golf. that was Cursed coming. Cursed to Golf. I did. <laughs> All right. I did my homework. Very impressive. By the way, thanks to Game Informer for having a great release calendar. If you go to GameInformer.com slash 2022. And also just click around and click on a bunch of ads and help them out. Um, but Jeff, what is Cursed to Golf? Cursed to Golf is a side-scrolling roguelite, but with golf mechanics. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much the only thing I know about it. It's it's like it's an old school style of golf game, which reminds me of um Super Stickman Golf, which I used to play a ton of on mobile. Uh, but somehow they've turned it into a roguelike with a bunch of death traps and stuff like that. And I'm I always enjoy too much like retro style golf games yeah uh uh what was golf story was it golf golf story yes was the last one in all those kind of side scrolling games so one that i can play forever because it's a roguelike as well sounds right up my alley there we go also august 18th there's a game coming out just on switch called rpg time the legend of right i'm tempted kyle i don't know if you remember this trailer it has um it's weird because it's coming out earlier, but it kind of has plucky squire energy where it's like an RPG, but all taking place in a book. And it just looks really 
creative oh. and different. Um, also, they made a Will Wright reference in the latest trailer, of course. But RPG Time, The Legend of Wright looks great. I am, my finger's on the trigger. I'll let you all know that. Uh, August 19th, coming out on everything, Madden NFL 23. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's unnecessarily rude. Well, <laughs> like, it's gonna be rude. I'll oh, do it for Madden. It's like a AAA, EA, like sports. That you know, I feel like that wouldn't have happened to any other game. Just throw out there. Uh, August twenty third, there's a game coming out called Midnight Fight Express. Coming out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Um, small team. It, it looks like an interesting brawler. Uh, the writer of Destiny Two is working on it. It seems cool. Okay, August twenty third. <laughs> we got Saints Row. I, I, bang. Yeah. I'll bang it too on that one. Ooh, interesting. Kyle, on, Saints Row. Don't be lewd. I'm a, I, yeah. I know. I'm sorry, Kyle. What's uh, what's the deal, Kyle? Why are you looking forward to Saints Row? I mean, it's I think I it's weird to say this to, to for a game that's like a, more than a month away, but it's like yeah. I'm just kind of in the mood for a good single player, like open world action game city style. You know, haven't played a new GTA in forever. And I think I think Saints Row has the potential to kind of sneak up us, sneak up on everyone, and kind of be like, yeah. "Hey, this is really cool and fun." The comedy doesn't isn't really stacking up. It, it's not that funny. It's not as funny as it wants to be, but like super fun to play and fun to just drive around a city, which I haven't really done in a while. I thought maybe Watch Dogs Three was like maybe the last one that would like scratch that itch, and I just bounced off of it immediately. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm 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 excited for Saints Row. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna surprise us. I think it is too. I, I'm um. Janet, you're smart. Is it bullish or bearish? Bullish? I'm bullish on Saints Row sure. as a reboot. I think it's going to do better than people expect. I think there's a weird stink hovering over this game, and I think Volition's ready to to knock it. Maybe not out of the park, but they're going to hit the fence. I feel confident in that, at least. I'm going to Google how many Saints Row breeds there are real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what do you think about Saints Row? Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm also looking forward to an open world city based game yeah, we've again. Heard and it. I we've do heard like it. that it is that they are it's a lighthearted one. I have I have played my fill of very serious open world games that take a hundred hours to play through. I want something with goofy mini games. I hope they yeah. bring back all the classic mini games and those kind of more fun something I don't have to take seriously while I'm playing it. Yeah, Crowboy does say in the backstage past chat, he says, Kyle's the only person who liked Agents of Mayhem, so he should get it. And I'm inclined to agree. So, Kyle, you're taking Saints Row. Congratulations. I'm, I'm in it for the trivia. Where's the trivia, Hanson? We're moving on. We, August 26th, we have Pac-Man World Repack. Bang! I'll take it. Are you serious? I'll freaking take it. Uh, Janet, do Come I look on, like man. I'm messing around? What are you doing, man? Hey, you're wasting look, you gotta have... Oh, please. There's so many, there's so many bullets left in this, in this uh, pistol. What even is this game? This is the remaster slash remake slash whatever the hell of Pac-Man World, which is a weird old GameCube 3D platformer that I never played, but that trailer looked fun, and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more next week, but like, I've been playing Klonoa, on my Steam Deck and just having a blast. And it's like, I kind of like, I'm in the mood, believe it or not. Uh, maybe it's Jack and Dexter inspired for just like some good, fun, simple platformers. And like, I would like to play Pac-Man World Repack. 
Now look, right. uh, Hanson, it yeah. looks like the people in the comments want to take away the rest of your bullets now for this oh. call. Oh, so. interesting. You can prime it on my cold dead hands. I need Stop these shooting. bullets. Pac-Man's already dead. <laughs> August 26th, we have Soul Hackers 2. Now here's, here's the thing. Uncharted Wolf wrote in on Patreon and says, Hey, uh, hey cohorts, I'm a little disappointed that nobody uh, shot their shot for Soul Hackers 2, and it's not getting as much love from the gaming press as I'd like. It looks absolutely incredible, but the most I'll get in... But at most, it'll get in Game of the Year discussions is that one guy who's super passionate about it then quickly gets ignored. Um, I hear you. Look, Spoilers. This, yeah, yeah, it's really. It's this year's Shin Megami Tensei 4. I mean, right? yes, it is. It is, is. It is a, yeah. 5. That's oh, so disrespectful. I couldn't remember that. But uh, yeah, Soul Hackers uh, 2, it is an offshoot of Shin Megami Tensei, and it does seem solid. The last one was like higher 70s on Metacritic, so it's coming. It's coming on everything, August 26th. Uh, August 30th, there's a game releasing on everything, and it's called Tiny Kin. Bang! Suckers. What are you doing, man? Suckers. Kyle, look up a trailer for Tiny Kin and tell me I'm nuts. I dare you to tell me I'm nuts. Uh, Tiny Kin, it is from nuts. Tiny Build its publisher, Splash Team's developer. This game is just Chibi Robo meets Pikmin. It is like you're controlling little creatures in this house as you're going around and unlocking new areas. It looks stellar. It's got like a weird Paper Mario style where the characters are like 2D as they walk around, but um, as somebody who just experienced Chibi Robo for the first time, um, I'm very excited to continue that trend of exploring a house, but this time just with full-on Pikmin mechanics with Tiny Kin August 30th. Kyle, are you looking at that trailer? Yeah, I'm sending you what I found on okay. Discord. Okay, great. Um, well, I can't really open it without throwing everything well, off. Well, you don't have to. You can just read the URL. Um, yeah, it's Walmart. Um, there's a reusable <laughs> douche kit. Yeah, that's right. That's what so, happened when I googled tiny. I mis, mis I think it autocorrected to tiny. Kit. No, no, no. It's a reusable douche kit. Sometimes we like to throw like uh, things that are available at Walmart in this list just to try and spice it up a little bit. So August thirtieth, everybody head to Walmart, please. Uh, this tiny kin game does does look cool. I this there we is, go. It's I remember it now. It's the Pikmin kind of one, right? Yeah. That's right. Now look, if I'm being honest. I regret shooting that shot at Pac-Man. We all make mistakes, but... All right, there's stuff coming up. That's good. There's Look, stuff coming you, up. That's you good. can trade, apparently. Maybe you'll find someone to trade with you. That's right. I can't wait to hear what you think of this. Oh. What the hell's <laughs> when going my on lights fell over. <laughs> what do you think of this Pac-Man game? Um, I'm going to tell you all about it. When it comes out. That's right. I want a full report. Okay. I know a yeah, podcast. I look just forward for to not having to play or know about it because it's been erased from my mind now that you took it. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to jump on this podcast and repack it into your brain. Uh, September 1st, everybody, the game that just won't go away, much like the creature itself, The Lord of the Rings Gollum, releasing Wait, everywhere. You, you said September 21st. Oh, first, first, oh. September 1st. I thought you. I thought you jumped ahead of some things that I'm interested. No, no, in. no. Oh, that's telling. <laughs> Moment of silence. We can. We can have our moment okay. of silence now. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Gollum. Um, it, I just don't think it looks great. But hey, prove me wrong, everybody. Um, I think you could honestly pick probably any other character from Lord of the Rings, and I would have been more interested for a video game. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. That character. Yeah, that one eagle. Um, I'd be like, yeah. I, I, hope they do, I hope it does something interesting, but it's yep. just... It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. Speaking of hard sell, September 2nd, The Last of Us Part 1 on PlayStation 5. No! Really? You know we only have six bullets, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've already like, played it. 
spoilers, I am going to play like some of the games I didn't shoot. Oh, like, you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. only six. I'm not going to spend one on this one. Yeah. Curious this game. Yeah. Curious to see it in motion, but I think that remaster looks so good that I'm, it'd take a lot to sell me on that thing. All right. September 6th, we have Temtem finally going 1.0 on everything. That's the Pokemon clone. I think it will be played in my house, but probably not by me. Mm, interesting. September 6th, we have God, one of the weirdest games in the calendar, the Tomorrow Children colon Phoenix Edition, where the fine folks weird at Q thing. Games uh, finally got the rights back, and they're reviving the Tomorrow Children, which is that weird Russian... Russian I mean, Minecraft. I feel, I feel like you're almost like bearing the lead to a certain degree because it's a you're game right. that came out and uncame out. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was not a successful game from the creator of Star Fox, right? Right. And right. like, and then they they, but they've always been really passionate about it and still tweet about it all the time. And now they're bringing it back to life to give it another shot. It's it's you don't see that often. No, it's a real APB reloaded situation. Uh, September 9th, we got NBA 2K23. September 9th, also we got. Splatoon 3. Bang. There we go, Janet. Um, if they just said Splatoon 3 is coming September 9th, would you buy it? Or is there anything specifically in like what they've shown so far that's that's pushed you over the edge here? I'm just buying it. Yeah. Like I love Splatoon, so I'm gonna buy it. Like I, I they'd have to show they'd have to like take out a lot of parts of the game for me not to buy it. Um it is very much the same formula, but the good news is because even though if it's it maybe isn't what I would have wanted for Splatoon as a franchise because Nintendo has decided to just make different entries. We don't have to have the awkward conversation of the Overwatch to Overwatch 2 problem. Like, right. they've already decided they're just putting out more iterations. And hopefully um, this one gets uh, more attention and more... And that they're learning along the way on how to improve and make this a more interesting experience, but also one that is... A little bit better in terms of online like matchmaking elements. Um, yeah. I'm not betting that they will, and I'm not banking on the fact that they will, but I'm hoping they will. Uh, you know, new weapons, new stuff going on, new campaign. The campaigns are actually really good in this game. Um, yeah, I love Splatoon. It is one of my favorite franchises. And shout out to Nintendo for actually really establishing a new IP because they have, I think they're known for so many other long-running franchises. It's not often that a new IP from them breaks through that and becomes an integral part of their marketing cycle. But Splatoon did that. And I think that's very special for a competitive shooter. Yeah, that Nintendo puts out. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'd imagine they're going to have like a Splatoon 3 Direct, hopefully show off more of that single-player stuff, because just like the tone of the trailers for the single-player stuff looks so wild. That's definitely the part that I'm most interested in. Uh, all right, September 15th, Metal Hellsinger. It's a game that Sarah was excited about. Uh, was it Jacob Geller was also excited about this thing, where it's kind of the musical version of Doom 2016. It seems cool. Yeah. Uh, September... <laughs> hell yeah. Move on, but musical. hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, September 22nd, Session is finally coming out. Session colon Skate Sim, as it's called now. It's interesting it's getting out before. Hold the phone, Hanson. Oh, did are I you, miss, are did you I miss one? Objection. Yeah, please. Uh, are you skipping Evil West? Yeah, is I was. Is that not still? I, I skipped Evil West. Well, I'm going to bang it anyway. I'm going to okay. bang it like a, you know, cowboy in a sci-fi supernatural open world game that shoots vampires. Wait, what day is that? Um, September 20th. September 20th for 
Now this is confusing because it's YouTube. It's not Weird West, which came out earlier this year. This is Evil West, which is like yeah, third they're person. All, they're all this, I mean, isn't what? Weird West a genre at this point? So well, yeah, but know. Weird West was specifically like the immersive sim, the isometric immersive sim. So this seems a little bit different. But it's just what about Wild West? Well, Wild Wild West. Did they ever make like a yeah. Game Boy Advance game for Wild Wild West? Was there anything? It would have been Game know. Boy at that point. Though. Um, anyways, Jeff, what about you just like shooting vampires in the West? Is that the idea? Uh, well, we all know how much I love starting Western That's games. That's right, of course. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a, I, like, I like when shooters do something that's different. And a game set in the, in the Wild West where you're shooting like a bunch of really weird looking monsters with weird weapons and, yeah. you know, almost like arcane style weird abilities and things like that that that's intriguing enough to me to take a shot on it yeah it kind of looks like um dark watch that old high moon game if yeah. you remember that you know kind of has that vibe. which i like those there yeah. we go so. september 22nd the game that if i quizzed everybody they would insist is not a real thing uh the dial field chronicle from square if you remember that strategy RPG that everybody thought was going to be Final Fantasy Tactics, but no, they said this game is called The Dio Field Chronicle. Coming out on everything, September 22nd. If you enjoyed... What was the other game that came out early this year from Square that was also strategy-based that people forgot about quickly? Uh, uh, triangle Strategy. Yeah. If you enjoyed yes. Triangle Strategy, look no further. You can have two in one year. Um, September 29th, Valkyrie Elysium, coming out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4. Honorary Joe Juba mullet for that one. That's right. Um, The invisible ghost shot of Joe Juba. Uh, Also, this seems like a bad idea. Same day, they're releasing Valkyrie Profile Lenith, which is a remake of the first Valkyrie Profile that was on Vita or PSP. I think PSP. But they're releasing that the same day. It's like, shouldn't you release it like two months ahead of time to try and gain hype for your new Valkyrie Profile game? But I'm not going to tell Square what to do. Uh, All right, October 4th. Very curious about this. Overwatch 2, October 4th. Good. This, may I remind you, ladies and gentlemen, this is 2016's unquestionable game of the year. This is a sequel. Although yes, re released, is <laughs> no. the point you're making. Well, I say that, I have not touched the game. Well, <laughs> it is. That's, you're not wrong, though. We all, we all know it. Uh, it is stunning. I mean, it was my second favorite game of 2016. I loved it so much that first game but it is going to take a lot to get me into overwatch 2 like maybe if all my friends are playing it and they love it but other than that i'm really curious to see how that uh rolls out there okay sorry overwatch 2 october 7th marvel's midnight suns bang Uh, that's a bang for me oh interesting interesting story jeff um all right, this is from Firaxis from the XCOM team. What do you think about Marvel's Midnight Suns, Jeff? Um? Uh, well, I think we still don't know a lot about it. I think everyone everyone assumed, okay, it's XCOM, but it's Marvel, which I would absolutely be there for. It sounds like it may be a little different from that. Obviously, your your characters are not going to be dying in the middle of missions or whatever. Um, and then there's like a weird card-based system on top of it that has me. I love I love my card game, so that's only a plus for me. Yeah, I like Marvel. I like XCOM. Didn't finish XCOM two, which pains me to this day. 
Ben Reeves is involved in it, which is kind of a fun thing. Uh, Spider-Man's in it now. We all love Spider-Man. And that weird thing that he's, he's voiced by the same actor as Insomniac Spider-Man, but it's not canonically the same Spider-Man. That's weird. Um, I, think, I think I'm still turned off a little bit by the card system. I'll let you See? take this one, Jeff. I'm, I'll let you take oh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I hope you enjoy. It. Hope you enjoy. Here I was Appreciate thinking it. Hanson would take advantage of his judge title that he's given to himself to just take it. I know. He, he can just make up any rule he wants <laughs> as a tiebreaker. But. Well, I don't, I don't see anybody he, else declaring themselves the judge. That's true. He, that's he true. knew in his heart that he just wasn't fully committed to that one. Right. So I appreciate the You're honesty. Right. Uh, October 18th, we got a Plague Tale Requiem. Seems cool. We're yeah, all, I look forward to being yeah. on Brian's tweets. They're going to be uh, often. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm and sorry. Relentless. I'm so, I don't want to put this more on beating down Brian or person in the community who's so big on this game, but if he just would have tweeted about that deepest dive poll a couple more times, we all would have played a Plague Tale in a sense, <laughs> then we'd be raring to go for we a Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, no, he did a great job. He was screaming at the top of his lungs on Twitter for everybody to vote, and it put up a good fight. Anyways, October... Anyway, uh, Plague Tale Requiem, by the way, is coming out on PS5 and the Xboxes and Switch and PC. It is, it's the cloud version on Switch, but I was surprised that it was going to be PS5. Uh, October 20th, we have Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Bang. Wow, Janet, taking it. Hell yeah. yeah. Is I that mean, it for that one? this is the free, well, it's just the first one was so good. I imagine this will be as good or better. Yeah. I thought kind of at the end, you know, you should, Mario shoots a gun that has honey in it. It does Ooh. seem really good. Um, that's just on Switch, October 20th for the new Mario and Rabbids game. Um, how's everybody doing for their shots? How many, how many does everybody have left? I got five. I, oh my god. I got two I left. Have, I have two left. Okay, I have three left. Three big bullets. Uh, October 21st, Persona 5 Royal on Xbox, on, Xbox, on right. Switch, and PC. Okay, noted. October, October 25th, Gotham Knights. Bang. Wow, there we go, Kyle. All right, you're journeying into the unknown. Yeah, it, I, this is like weirdly, this is one of those games, I don't know why, but it's just like really gotten stuck in my head. It's one of those games where if you put out all of 22's games in front of me and said you can play any of them right now, mm. I would grab that one just because I'm like so curious about it and what it's going to be like and what it is. And I, I love those Arkham games so much. I like Batman stuff so much. Yeah. I'm like really excited for this game. Um, people in the backstage pass are calling you uh, off your rocker. What um, If you had to guess the Metacritic prediction for Gotham Knights. High sevens, eights. Really? Yeah, like I'm going in with like some, I think, realistic expectations, but I, I also hope, I don't know, I, I don't know why I'm so like optimistic and excited about this game. I couldn't even put my finger on it. I'm more excited for this than Suicide Squad. Huh, yeah. That, yeah. All right. I just want to... I, I feel I, like, I, yeah. yeah, I feel like if you're, if you're down with the premise, I'm sure you will have a, have a fun time. I think like the people who aren't interested in it, and I include myself in that, it's like, I don't want to play as Robin or any of these other characters. I just want Batman. Yeah. So if if you're fine with that premise, I'm sure yeah. it will end up um, making you happy. <laughs> You'll finally <laughs> yeah, get my, my happy big, that you're happy. My big fear is it plays too much by Destiny's 
playbook and becomes yeah. more of just like repetitive missions to get loot and stuff. Like I, I hope there's enough interesting, unique story missions. That's that's the big thing I want from it. Yeah, October twelfth. Uh, October twelfth. Uh, <laughs> October twenty fifth. Clearly, I said uh, high on life. This is the new Justin Roiland game, mm. co-creator of Rick and Morty. Kyle's the biggest fan of his previous entry, yet not enough to bang on this, even though he's got nothing but bullets Four in his pocket. bullets left. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, I got some. All right. Some of those, some of that, some of those TBAs. I think there's a lot in there. Yeah. TBAs know? is the place to oh, be. Oh yeah. I got no space for those. <laughs> I'm not getting any of those. Uh, you're going to regret that. Uh, October 27th, we have Star Ocean, the Divine Force. Claude and Reyna are back, everybody. Um, I, I'm curious about that, but the fact that I've only played one Star Ocean. You know those series where like you played one and really liked it and still trying to convince yourself that you're a fan and like looking forward to every new entry, but it's like, no. Turns out I just like Star Ocean 2 back in the day. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Star Ocean the Divine Force. I'm sure you're going to be divine. Uh, October 28th, Bayonetta 3. Oh, that's We learned that today at the time of this recording. That's we? right. Yeah, yeah, they finally put a release date, a new trailer for this thing. Jacob Geller will honorarily give this uh, fully to him as our stylish action, uh, Mr. Main Man. Uh, yeah, new trailer. It, my favorite thing, Kyle, on planet Earth right now is every time there's a new Bayonetta trailer, just going over to that Reddit and just trying to gauge people's reaction and trying to watch that community piece together what the story is for Bayonetta 3. Because, like, I played Bayonetta 2, I could not tell you one thing about that story well, I think there was a guy named Loki. There's a kid named Loki. I think is about as far as I could get. Um, or a vest, I think, right? Like a sleeveless vest. It could be. I think he may have been in a city next to a fountain at some point. Outside of that. Sounds right. Um, but that community is like, they're just tying themselves in knots, being like, I don't understand the timeline of Bayonetta 3. Is it like multiple dimensions? But then they say somewhere that there's a virtual coven in this game. So it's like, so does that mean that the other Bayonetta is like a virtual version of Bayonetta. It seems very messy, but uh, I think folks are, are quite hyped. Uh, there's a new character they revealed um, this week, Viola, who's a new playable witch, and she has like a grappling hook and stuff. So there's cool stuff. But I feel like Bayonetta 3, it's like, just put it in people's hands. Uh, people are sick of even looking at those trailers. It's like, that is a game to play, not watch. Um, October 28th, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Isn't it odd the silence about Modern Warfare 2. Because Modern Warfare, like, that 2019 game was fantastic. Um, and so it's so bizarre that this is the follow-up from Infinity Ward and just... Is it still... Do you think falling into that case of press being like, ah, Activision, I don't really want to go out of my way it, to talk about I mean, their games. We're going on, like, I feel like a decade now, which is, like, weird to say, but it's like Call of Duty fatigue is just, like, always it's just consistent it's just like always there but i mean if they took two or three years off i think i would be excited to revisit call of duty but somehow that yearly cadence just makes me i'm not interested i, I think know. to the multiplayer space is so much more competitive now than i think it used to be mm -hmm. in terms of shooters yeah it's a tough and one I, I feel like they have talked about it more I, i've heard more about modern modern warfare 2 than i certainly did um last Man. Pop Van quiz. Was it Vanguard? Yep. yep. Yeah. That one that one seemed just absolute radio silence. Yeah. Um, and at least this one, at least this one, there's been the circling confusion about what the hell it is and why is it called Modern Warfare 2 when there's already a game with that exact 
name and whatnot. It's but, brand recognition, baby. Yeah, I mean, I I did like Modern Warfare one reboot when that one came out. Um, there were I did have some problems in terms of tone with it and some of those things, but uh, yeah, All right. I don't. We only got six shots. We only got six I'm shots. We two, don't need to spend so. time this podcast yeah. talking about games we aren't excited about. Um, which is why we'll all make room for October 28th, Resident Evil Reverse, everybody. The multiplayer Resident Evil game. The cel-shaded one. Oh my gosh. I forgot that this was coming out. It's when did this get announced for the date? Uh, the date, I think they announced it during that Capcom Summer Games Fest direct thing. At uh, the same time, they announced that October 28th, Resident Evil Village Winter's Expansion's coming out. Play through Resident Evil 7 in third person. Or sorry, 8 in third person, which is kind of cool. All right. I'm excited for that DLC. Yeah. How excited are we talking? Do you want to play it or not, dude? <laughs> I, I do want to play it, please. And there's only one way to play <laughs> he really it. Nicely. Wait, is it is this is it up for being shot at? I thought it was next year. It's this year? Oh, is it is it part of that winter's expansion? I could be wrong. I don't know. I wasn't it wasn't on my list to shoot anyway. So No, yeah, okay. Uh November 4th. Harvestella. Bang. Bang! Bang! Dang it. Two, hang on. You heard him fire two shots, right? Am I wrong? He shot two shots on that. That First doesn't count. Let the record show. Warning shots in a duel. Uh, Harvestell, the Square Enix Rune Factory game. Sorry, Jeff. Um, uh, I'm, I'm claiming this one. Have you ever played a Rune Factory game? Yes, I have played. Damn I it. played the most recent Rune Factory game, and Rune Factory was one of the games that I super got into back on the DS where I was yeah. like, oh my God, not only do they, not only does it have Harvest Moon, but it also has fighting in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what was the last Square Enix game you enjoyed? Uh, I also played some of the uh, last Pioneer of All of Town or whatever story Ooh. of seasons. Ooh. You could have said anything there. And I, how would we I know? Told, I'm, I'm telling you. My wife is super yeah. into you're farming not shooting sim for your games, wife. so you're not I end shooting up playing for your all wife. of those. Yeah, look, your wife can play it. Maybe that's the consolation. Then I get to actually play it and talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, out of context, Ben, this sounds super toxic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, Jeff, um, I want to play this game. I want to play Harvest does, does the chat have to decide? How's this that is work? like, Ben, that was like the weakest pitch I've ever heard. Other than yeah, that, was a that, given that was a non-existent pitch. Um, I, I mean, like, guys, he does have to, he has to play Pac-Man. So maybe we should like help. <laughs> oh, no, that's interesting. he dug his own grave. We told him <laughs> yeah. that was done when he was shooting no, it. No one, no and one was tried to squeezing his finger on that one. he wanted one. to play Pac-Man. I do want to play Pac-Man World Look. Repack. I do want to play it. All right. All right, Jeff, I'm, I'll let you take Harvest Stella, but I'm not pleased about it. Like the replayability on. Well, I only got one more shot, so you huge. Know. Yeah. Okay. One more shot for you. I have three shots still. Janet, where are you at? Two. Okay, Kyle, what do you got? Four. God damn. All right, November eighth. <laughs> Skull and Bones. Jeffum did the reaction Let's stream. Let's just move on to November 9th. This no, is gonna be the big one. No, no. I don't this know. If, be the- <laughs> I don't know if you watched Jeffum's reaction stream, but he was. Rubbing dollar bills against his computer monitor while watching himself. <laughs> balloons. I, yeah, I, I will say I watched um I watched the big gameplay presentation like the first half when they're kind of outlining what the game is for Skull and Bones. Like, oh this 
I'm kind of into that idea of just like, okay, let's go around this, slowly build up our ship. Let's customize it. It seems kind of fun. You can actually walk around inside your ship now with the big Ubisoft relaunch of what this thing is. And then it was specifically the UI and the gameplay that was just like, I think I'm out. It's just so busy. It seems like such a mess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was when they started that presentation, like they, they obviously knew exactly what, fans had wanted to hear, which I'm sure, you know, the feedback for the past five years or whatever was like, I want to get off the ship and do a, I want a pirate RPG and do other stuff. And so they certainly led with that, which got me excited. And then the rest of it was like, okay, how much are you actually getting off that ship? Like, how, right, like right. did they just put in the bare minimum to say that you can now do these things, but it's mostly still just ship combat, which... That's the game they wanted to make, so God bless them, but... Yeah, uh, it seems like it's just kind of people in the chat backstage are saying it's kind of the hub area, like your town. Yeah. You can get off the ship, but I don't know if you're going to be like exploring islands and stuff, which seems like the fun part of being a pirate. No, there, there, was, there was one shot where you were, re, uh, you know, like getting coconuts from an island and you and they just kind of pulled up the ship and then the ship just kind of bumped and the tree kind of wavered and the coconuts fell off and that's how you were gathering your resources and it's like eh, i don't yeah. i don't think you're getting off that ship too much yep uh november 9th god of war ragnarok bam bang Ooh, hang on we got three Some bangs here bang from janet not not from jeff um, i thought that would be one from jeff interesting so this is like i, I, I know how much everybody I have to play for work <laughs> yeah that's interesting play yeah. i get to play for fun so that's my pitch right out of the gate <laughs> and i my pitch is that i'm gonna have the most fun playing the new god of war my follow-up pitch is that mm, uh, Pac-Man. I. <laughs> oh, we I've don't need to each other's since, here, uh, <laughs> Let's see. When, when was the original God of War? When did that come out? Two thousand five. I've been on this journey since two thousand five. I've played every entry. I love even the story. The, I love the um, series. Even Ascension. Yeah. Oh he, yeah. He didn't I finish started it. replaying it like six or seven months ago. He didn't I played it. the yeah, mobile game. He didn't finish it. He didn't finish it. My argument is that yeah, I'm a latecomer. To God of War. Yeah. I actively disliked God of War. I thought I was like, ah, that's just not for me. And then God of War what? 2018 turned me around so hard and now has me sprinting after this. I'm chasing after the truck that is God of War Ragnarok, ready to bite onto that fender because I'm so into this. And I would argue that's more powerful because I'm not pot committed to the franchise. I'm red hot based on this one entry. No, and no, no. I'm this... way more emotionally invested because I know I know Kratos' life before he had his, his son. I know everything... You know, I, I'm, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a much more full story for me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, yeah, I'm excited about this because, uh, yeah, 20, 2018 was cool. Um, I am doing the re-review, so I'm going to start 2018 from scratch Ooh. and kind of dig into Ooh. that, um, in a few months. Uh, for content purposes, admittedly. Um, but yeah, you know, and I also have played since like, I don't, I don't know if I got exactly when it came out because I also got consoles late, but I've been playing since the first entry. Um, I haven't played all of them, though. I didn't play Ascension, but I did play Chains of Olympus. Um, right, so, right. yeah, I've been a, a longtime fan of God of War. And, uh, yeah, I that's my pitch for the game. I'm also the only one on a PlayStation podcast here. but Yeah, we could... We could pff- kind of funny isn't special we can start a playstation podcast tomorrow if we really but want you're not, to we're not going to though ben yeah, we but, have no bandwidth oh, we, even do. we should we should call it pps i love you that's good that's good um, oh that's a great name for something on the internet, on the internet. <laughs> oh wait hold on, hold on uh this is uh we are i mean we're not 
fully declaring it at this point, but odds are damn high. We're going to take the deepest dive into God of War Ragnarok. So I'm going to have to read all those like comments. I feel like in general, I'm, granted, it's by, by trade, but I am like more heavily into PlayStation than anyone here. Mm. So. Hey, Jeff, um, how about this? How about you quiz us on Scandinavian mythology? Um, <laughs> and then that how person about you quiz us on God of War lore? <laughs> or Scandinavian mythology, whichever you hey, like. How, here's a question: What happened at the end of Ascension? That would be a great question. <laughs> no one on Earth knows that, Kyle. <laughs> Shut up. I don't know if I know it either, honestly. Okay, Jeff, <laughs> um, help us help us settle it. Choose whatever trivia you want. We can do it. I don't even know where to begin. Come with. on. <laughs> so many thoughts um, ran through his head right now. Okay, let's see. I'm gonna type in obscure God of War trivia. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I've set myself up for failure. <laughs> World's biggest fan. Oh, Time oh. to come out of the shadows. Here we go, Kyle. Uh, Bob Buell suggests whoever gives whoever gives the best boy impression. <laughs> Solid. Okay. Um, we'll let Jeffem choose. However you want to settle this, Jeffem. Yeah, just pick somebody. Doesn't have to be trivia. Ooh, did anybody beat the Valkyries in God of War 2018? I did no. not finish all of them. I think I did the first three. Interesting. So you should give it to me, Jeff, <laughs> because I pulled it out of them that they didn't right. beat the Maybe Valkyries. Kyle should get it because he's not getting Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, interesting. That's I'm not true. getting it this year. Uh, let's do the boy thing. Sure. <clears throat> so part I was born to play, baby. Okay. Um, uh, okay, focus, focus, become Kratos, focus. All right. Boy. Okay, now Janet. Um, boy. Ooh, that's actually okay. pretty good. That's interesting. <clears throat> boy. Oh, that was so much better. That's Kyle. Come on, please. Hang please. on. Jeff, uh, could you just, could you, I think it's up to you, man. You got to make that call because it could go, yeah, it could call. go anyway. I mean, that, that was obviously oh, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Hanson, you like sounded like some kind right of weird now. Jimmy Stewart farmer or something. That is uh, the only impression Ben does well is Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> but hang on, can I, can I have one more stab at boy? No. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Hang on, I just like to play music to pump myself up. Okay, hang on. Get in the boat, gonna... boy. There it was. <laughs> What'd you think? What'd you think? Wow, you nailed it. That, was, you. A, that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Had the lip sank down. We'll edit in post. All right, Kyle. I knew we should have gone more gravelly. All right, November 17th, Company of Heroes 3. Wait, so is that, I got it? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, Kyle. Yeah. All right, uh, Company of Heroes 3 from Relic. It's cool to see them making a new RTS. Uh, I haven't gotten into the other Company of Heroes games, but now these are the developers of Age of Heroes 4 in their next RTS. So that's exciting. Exciting for them. Exciting for them. Uh, November 18th, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Bang. Oh, yeah. Same. <laughs> okay. Bang. Let the record show <laughs> she would have lost in that duel so hard. Well, hold on. Is this a one person takes Scarlet, one person takes Violet situation? No, that's no fun. No, that's that's no fun. I want to okay. grab both of these and run off over the horizon. Um, I, I, let the record show Pokemon Legends Arceus was in my top three of the year so far for last week's podcast. I don't know if that's any ammo here for my anticipation of Scarlet. It shows that Violet. you lack... Critical assessment. I don't think it has anything to do with. <laughs> you're back yeah, in the series. You like you're not Pokemon. playing enough games, Ben. All know. right, but, all right. Um, I mean, anyone can put anything anywhere. Like I don't think it says anything. We were both on the deepest dive for um, Legends Arceus, That's so right. we're tied there. Um, 
Jeff, yeah, I'm I mean, he had to be on it because he's host. I was yeah. delighted to be, to be on, on it. it. Also, oh, okay. generally, Ben likes Pokemon a lot less than I do. Quiz like us. Jeff, um, Pokemon quiz us. I dare Knowledge you. Knowledge has nothing to do with love. That's just a way that you can memorize facts. Like, I don't doubt that you had to study a bunch of stuff for some content you had to do. No, but that's different. That's different. You know, in, in the film Ladybird, I mean, in the film that Ladybird, there's that line where she's talking about her hometown. And she's mm -hmm. like, I don't love my hometown. I just pay attention to it a lot. And then the wise lady thinks the principal says, what's the difference? I think if you love something, that just means paying a lot of attention to it. So therefore, love does equal I think you're trying knowledge. to distract from the fact that you don't have anything meaningful to say about this game by forcing us to do a quiz. All right. Hey, Janet, name one of the three starters. Oh, man. <laughs> um... God, one, something one like Sprelio or something. I don't know the cat one that looks like a. Oh, you mean Sprigadito? Sprig Sprig yeah. Sprigadito? I think Maybe. is the name of it. All right, that's the, something. It sounds kind of like pasta. Yeah, but that was a good. You know, you know, I'm not gonna lie. This Thank Quaxley. you, Quaxley. There we go. Okay, all right, Quaxley's good. Uh, but all of them did leave my mind because I didn't look at it that closely. Okay, um, so so which one of you is gonna say the third? Third starting Pokemon. Oh, breaking it up. Oh boy, Quaxley's Dino Boy. It's the it's the big big honker guy. Um, I see you with the hands on the keyboard, Hanson. Oh, to be fair, I was writing down time, pretending like you're running the show. No, it was a time code for you swearing. I swear, I swear. Um, okay. I swear. Look, I think we should still just okay. Can you give us a hint? Can you give us a hint, Jeff? What does it start with? Oh, I can't this say is, that. Not gonna lie though. See, this is why I want to just talk about it. Look how embarrassing this has been. Like this is rough for, <laughs> for you. Us. No one, no one looks good here. Ah, <sighs> yeah. um, oh, God. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember I, his name. Olive, the Olive guy. <laughs> Kyle, do you want this game? I, obviously, you know. <laughs> no, I'm good. This is, Should we give him a letter? We can throw a letter at yeah, him. Yeah, give me this the first letter. Play. First letter. All right, guys, ready for the first letter? Yeah. F. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got it. Fukuro. Fue Coco. Fue Coco. It's, uh, I think, Fue Coco. <laughs> F-U-E-C-O-C-O. -C -O. Yeah. But Janet was close and faster. She wanted an eye debate faster. Um, is it, hang on. I, mean, I got it. Does that not stand that for anything? came out of her mouth faster than you. I got but... two of the three. With a hint. We gave you all the time what in the world to come up with of? it. Look, here's the thing. I'm going to throw this out there, and you're going to take it for what it is, for however you're going to take it. Yeah. One of the reasons I didn't know this more is I don't. I personally don't like to consume a lot of like ancillary you're such or additional a fan. content. In the lead I see. Up. I see. I had to go in as fresh as I can. So yeah, I saw when they dropped. I didn't memorize the names again. I don't think. I think especially with Pokemon, so much of the love of that franchise is predicated on having. In insanely intimate knowledge of the franchise, and I that's think that's right. a misstep. I mean, I like, I love Pokemon, but I still don't know a lot about breeding or a lot of the systems that are in that game. Right. But I think that's the beauty of that game. You can come for it for whatever you want to come for it for. And I think time and time again, I've been part of this all the time. You know, I've played. I came back in with Alpha Sapphire. I did the guide for Sun and Moon. Yep, I played yep. Pokemon Arceus for the deepest dive on my own. I did Sun and Moon. I still think it's one of the best 3DS games. I just did a blurb for that in the handheld history book. And every time, almost every time I brush my teeth, I use the Pokemon Smile app. You? Okay, so, that's something. That's that's some ammo. I, I, look, and I have Pokemon behind me. I, so. I can't I can't make this call. It needs to be Kyle and Jeffum, but look. 
Oh, man. I like Pokemon Legends Arceus more than Janet did, and I got two of the three starters. I mean, what do I got to do here, folks? What do I got to do? I'm still not counting the one that we had to give you. A, what? You didn't give it. You gave me the first letter. She had the same odds that I did. I mean, we gave you the first letter, and then she, and then Janet said Furukoko, and it was like, no. oh, well, gee. Check the what, tape. What do you expect Check at that point? Check the tape. How, how about we, we let the co- the commenters... This this is a uh, democracy. This Darmit is how Minmax works. Just start, the poker just throw rap. out Hanson or poker Janet. Rap. It's a little different every time, no? Yeah. Okay, you're right. Backstage passers, Janet or Hanson, who gets Pokemon Ooh. Scarlet and Violet? Just we got Crowboy, we got Crowboy's leading Janet. Janet based on got, the Pokemon <laughs> Smile app, which is pretty pretty good. Oh, <laughs> what is this? A Janet Ooh, landslide? <laughs> you um, monsters! Thank you. I've said oh, this isn't it, even close. I said a lot of nice I've things. I've not seen a single Hanson yet. I've said so many nice we things can, about this community. We can wait. Yeah, we can wait to see if anyone. Oh, there, there's, there's a, there's a sorry Ben goes to Janet <laughs> comment. Yeah. Oh, look, there's one. All right. <laughs> Someone said Pac-Man sends his regards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it. It's going to suck anyway. December 2nd, we have the Callisto <laughs> Protocol. <laughs> Callisto uh, Protocol. I'll bang that one. Oh. Oh, is this Callisto Protocol? He didn't even Do bother listening. Do we need to listening. say it that way? Didn't even also? bother. No. <laughs> I can't think of another way to say it. Uh, all right. It looks like Jefflem's taking it. The only well, one I, who heard I, it. I'm bang on Callisto Protocol. I was I was making a joke in the, the YouTube You're a chat. mile away from that one, Kyle. I know. I was on. distracted. Slow on the draw. Uh, now, Kyle, this is not Callisto Protocol 2. I know you're all about Dead Space 2 more than Dead Space 1, so I don't <laughs> know if true. that's a that factor here. Jeff, what's your what's your pitch for the big Dead Space-like Callisto Protocol here? Um, yeah, it's made by the Dead Space people, and it's well. the Dead Space game that everybody's been been wanting you sound um, bored for even a long saying time that. that ea refuses to make <laughs> uh-huh um except that yeah they otherwise you know i personally i love sci-fi i love sci-fi horror i love you know that the kind of alien vibes of that and i'm a big baby when it comes to scary games so i bet it would be really fun to watch me play this and jump through the entire thing okay mm-hmm. okay um, uh, I just I just love Dead Space. I mean, new Dead Space from the maker of Dead Space. That's not actually called Dead Space. Is what I'm excited about. That's sort of that's the thing that gets me. I do um in the morning. <laughs> the the, uh, the whole like from the creators of Dead Space. It's always a little bit like well, like Glenn Schofield, who's a big part of the Dead Space team, and he's very passionate about Dead Space. But it's not like it's they reunited the entire band. I mean, Condry sure, was yeah. still co-director on that original Dead Space, and so much of that game was like the sound design and the art and like. It's not just Glenn being like, all of Dead sure. Space is back. I think it's a little over. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Well, give credit where credit is due. But right. when you look at that game, it's like, oh, this, oh, is, no doubt. this is the spiritual successor. Right. I will also say uh, yeah. in my defense, this is my last bullet. And I'm Ooh, willing to on this game. That's mm. that's juicy. Mm. I Honestly, I, 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 Jeff, you can have it. Wow. I, 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 I took... I got God of War, you know, and that's a big one. So you can take close to Indeed Portal. you did. Thank All right, there we go. December 9th, Dragon Quest Treasures, everybody, for the Nintendo Switch. Recently revealed game. There we go. Now we're into the No Man's Land. Now we're into... This is just a wasteland out here. There's... they. All these people say, 2022! Or at least they said it a while ago, and it's been radio silence since. Whew. The toughest... Toughest of the batch here. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. 
Mm. It'll release when all wars on Earth end. So <laughs> I don't know if anybody <laughs> when wants world to. world peace is achieved. It's a good, it's a good goal. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Serial. Uh, a little to the left, that indie game where it's all about straightening out objects as a cat comes and derails things. Seems fun. It looks cool. Does seem cool. Um, by the way, how's everybody doing? I still have three shots. Kyle, where are you at? I have I have two. Okay. Janet? Yeah. Sorry, how many? One. Sorry, I was right. muted on my end. Okay. One. All right, good, good, good. Okay. And Jeffum is uh, shooting blinds. I had advanced wars on my list, but okay. I'm a lot of shots. So. Um, all right. We have Arc Raiders, which is that free-to-play game with a bunch of crazy circles. Uh, a lot of former Battlefield talent there. I'm... I'll bang. I'll bang on Arc Raiders. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and claim that one. I'm excited You're for loud. it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I mean, just having the old sound designer from Dice working on this game, I think it's gonna be interesting. And just weird sci-fi with giant floating orbs. Yes, I would like to see what this team can do. They got a lot to prove. Um, all right, this is tough. They say 2022. Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. A game I won't shoot, but will stand up for it and, and say I think will be cool when it comes out. I'm kind of, yeah, this is from the Division developers. Um, I'm very curious about it. I'm sure that Ubisoft's big Ubisoft forward happening in September is probably going to be all focused on this game, I would imagine. But I wonder if they're also holding off on it because they don't want to spoil anything about the movie and they've been so cagey about so many aspects of that movie. Um, but the movie's coming in December. Maybe those will get bumped to next year. You know what, Kyle? I know we defend Avatar a lot on this podcast. I still there's so much snark about that new movie. And I understand there's better uses of money than making movies, but understanding that Hollywood's going to spend a lot of stupid money making movies, it still blows my mind that people are so snarky and petty about like, hey, here's hundreds of millions of dollars put into like a new sci-fi universe that looks absolutely wild. Isn't it kind of fun? Do we need to be snarky about this, everybody? Argument's always been odd to me because it that money, it's not like it's getting set on fire for a shot in the movie. <laughs> it's going to people. Like, professionals are being paid to produce this film, you know? I guess that's but, an interesting point. Yeah. All right, but Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, sorry. Uh, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. They say winter. So I'm not going to shoot on this one because I don't know oh, if it's okay. actually... Because they say winter. So I think this could be like a February release or something. Um... Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball the Breakers, everybody. Bang. Just shoot it, hand. <laughs> really? Island I, gun. Do it. It was in my most anticipated games of the year. They've been quiet about it for a while now. Uh, but I'm very curious about that 7v1 survival take on Dragon Ball. I want to play that game, and I wish they would give us a release date for this thing. I said, I said Gatlin gun, but I meant to say Gallic. Gallic oh. gun. Sure we got yes. it, Kyle. We appreciate it. Um, hey, does everybody uh, want to get nice and cozy just for some good gaming podcast? Look at this. Apparently, there's this game called, called uh, Hogwarts Legacy coming out this year. <laughs> Kyle, Mr. Number One Harry Potter fan. Yeah, I'll, I'll claim that title, but I have two others on my list that I'm way more excited about. Wow, interesting. All right. I still think, controversy noted, controversy noted, I think that game does look very good just as a game from what they've shown i feel like people are going to be surprised based on how completely silent everybody is about it but again make up your own mind about whether or not you want to support it uh kirby's dream buffet 
Releasing this summer recently revealed. This is a new Kirby game. Bang. Oh, with the question mark. Interesting. I don't I don't really know what else you're going to be saying for this list is the thing. Because <laughs> for the other ones, I had like my own list pulled up. And I do have a 2022 Windows. But I'm sure I'm missing some games. It's not like a perfect calendar. So I'm going to go with this one. Um, right. I really loved Kirby um, in the Forgotten Land or whatever. I like the cooking part of that. Um, it looks like it'd be, it could be a fun multiplayer experience. Admittedly, if I had to bet money on if it was going to be good, I would lean on more like it's going to be fine. I feel like it is going to hit in the 70s on Metacritic. And yeah. that's maybe kind of it. Um, but I like what I saw of it. And I'm excited for it so far, and I am ready to be hurt if I need to be. All right, there we go. <laughs> Metal Slug Tactics coming out on Switch and PC. Uh, good-looking game. It is a good-looking game. Uh, Multiverses. Solid from everything I've played so far. The Smash Brothers clone from Warner Brothers. I enjoyed it. Um, no date on that thing yet. Oxen Free 2. Lost signals. <laughs> I got one shot left. Kyle is two. I think is all we're dealing with here. All right. All right. Okay. I like oxen free. Sorry, Janet. I messed up. Uh, yeah, we could. Do you want? I guess you still want to go through the list, even if I have ones oh, that yeah. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. I won't have to compete with you with. All right. We got Planet of Lana coming out of Ooh, actually that was, Xboxes and Steam. It looks cool. It looks like a U game, Kyle. It looks very it much does. like a U game. Actually, yeah. That's that's one of those ones that I should have written down that but didn't. I still feel more passionate about the other two, though. Okay. Uh, Return to Monkey Island, coming 2022. Switch and PC for that one. We'll give that to Leo. Rumbleverse from Iron Galaxy, the melee Focus Battle Royale. Slime Rancher 2 on Xbox. Okay, Kyle. Get ready, man. Cock the gun. Sonic Frontiers, coming 2022. <laughs> Immediately drop that gun. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to Game Informer's Rapid Fire with the game's producer. I don't know if you watched that one, but it was, it was good. Brian no, Shea did it. It was fun. Um, Star Trek Resurgence. Kyle. Kyle, how dare you? You turn your back on Harry Potter and Star Trek? Yes. To wow. face another uh, well-loved franchise. All right. Well, here we go. Here it is. Star Wars Hunters on Switch and mobile. This is the Bounty Hunter Brawler game. Bounty Hunter Brawler game. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection, coming out on everything. This is every old school TMNT brawler that Kyle is very nostalgic about, especially the Game Boy one. Yep, very excited to play that old Game Boy sequel. <laughs> we'll play the hell out of that. All right. By the way, uh, does anybody want to guess the etymology of Cowabunga? Uh, it's, it's, well, I know it's from a, the surfing community, right? Uh, not originally. <laughs> I know tubular is like the tube of the wave, right? right. That's kind of the same family. It's we all know the Midwest, other facts. Maybe? Interesting. I think warmer. Uh, turns out Cowabunga comes from Howdy Doody, the Howdy Doody show How from weird. the 50s. Apparently, hey, get, get a load of this, everybody. Uh, Chief Thunderthud on that show, I'm sure, was a very sensitive character. Uh, he would open every line or every episode or every appearance by saying Cowabunga like it was a fake native word. And then it just kind of was adopted from there. Weird. So fun, fun cowabunga history. Um, all right. Also coming out in 2022, Jackbox Party Pack 9. Bang! Is that your last bullet? That's my last shot. I'll take it. Uh, we also have Warcraft Arclight Rumble. Okay. We are OFK. Interesting looking game. We're all giving a big nod. You're going alphabetical order? Yeah. Did I miss something? Yeah, you missed the two. My two. 
<laughs> okay, well, let me finish these duds then first. No, these seem great. Uh, Witchfire, uh, the, the game from the astronauts, like the Vanishing of Ethan Carter team, it seems seems cool. Um, then WrestleQuest, which is that turn-based JRPG-inspired game all about wrestling where they got like Jake the Snake in it and stuff. Um, seems seems more interesting than you would think at first glance. Um, yeah, which ones did I skip, Kyle? Which ones did I miss? Now, well, now I'm doing that thing where I'm Googling to make sure that it's... Okay. Uh, For Spoken? So so- Somerville. Oh, is that 2022? That's that's uh, according to Game Informer's list. That's really? 2022, but oh. it is one of those ones that's like I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it slips into 2020. Yeah. All right, take it. That's from uh, the art director of Inside and Limbo. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's the art director. Do you know Patty, who's like uh, the co one of the co-founders of Play? Yeah. This is, yeah. Okay. Uh, their the, new um, studio. The, the two people like split. Right. Yes. They yeah. made a new thing. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. So. So it looks, you know, very much of that sort of school of design. And it just yeah. looks really cool. It looks like an alien div- invasion story and you're like a family. I mean, there's really not a lot to draw from the trailers, but it just looks awesome. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one? One Piece Odyssey. <laughs> oh, you're right. I walked right by that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that I was like, is that this year? But uh, hopefully it is. It's, uh, I, I like a good One Piece game. This is like, I, I like anime and I like, manga and i like video games based on that stuff but like it's pretty rare that any become really exciting or interesting yeah and there's the stuff like dragon ball fighters which is like that's what a dragon ball game should be frankly like a just a really good fighting game but i just don't love fighting games it if you were like what what do you want to do with these anime properties that you like my answer is like rpgs like action rpgs or in this case turn-based rpg like tell a story with those characters that i really like and let me explore a location and One Piece Odyssey looks great. It looks like a big budget like RPG <laughs> using the One Piece franchise. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, right on. All right, that's it for the um, list, everybody. Oh yeah, Janet, what's up? Could we could we just shout out some other ones that yeah. are there but maybe weren't on the list? Uh, light asterisk in that I failed to double check all of these before right now, so oh, I did Google Lord. a few. Um, she dreams elsewhere is still 2022 release well, what is? window. She dreams elsewhere. I don't know what that is. is listed. Oh, it's like um, kind of like a Undertale-y RPG sort of dreamy, funky art style indie game. I believe that's still slated for 2022, even though I don't think it'll hit it. Uh, Goodbye Volcano High, uh, oh, showing off yeah. at a couple PlayStation showcases. Uh, does kind of have like a little bit of deviant art energy with art style, but story game. Uh, Lumber Jack, you're a bear who's a lumberjack. Uh, I think Yokai in. I forgot what happened with this one. I don't know if that. I'm just gonna skip that one. I don't know if it came out yet. Yeah. Um, Storyteller, uh, that game where you can control oh, the right. storybook stuff. Yeah. Uh, Thirsty Suitors. This is a. Oh gosh, I'm gonna butcher it so bad. Like a. I think it has like dating sim elements and like something. Oh, I don't really remember it that well to describe it. Hind. Uh, I don't know if Hindsight came out already, actually. I'm going to skip that one. Little Devil Inside, um, another PlayStation indie that is slated still for 2022. Replaced, I believe, is on hold because I think the studio is um, in, um, yes, is based in Ukraine. So I think they've had to pause development. Um, Game Director Story was a Nintendo indie highlight where you play as, at least I think it was Nintendo, where you play as like um, people working at a studio. Oh, God. Spirit Swap Lo-Fi Beats you can match three to. I think that is still just a 2022. Sometimes I worry if these games already came out and I just missed the release. Nope, that one Um, isn't. 
Then uh, Pekoe is like a game where you make tea. It's like a little simulator game. Uh, Dreamland Confectionery, I think, is also kind of like an Animal Crossing-like situation. Season is still slated for 2022, and that is a story game where you are doing like kind of photography documentation of like the environment. Right, Studio right. caught some flack for maybe being a little bit toxic. Yeah. So hopefully they, they got things together, but a lot of reporting has been done on that one. Um, and then I have a game listed that just says High Water, but there's no art. <laughs> for it on the gg app i have no idea what this game is now High but water. that that is listed i don't know what that was but i was i was watching it uh december 2022 high water is a story driven 3d game where you play in like a doomed world so um another kind of indie joint but those are some extra right on. on my list that weren't on the game informer list love it uh also Kevin. Hey, real quick i think i miscounted my bullets so i think i think i had one left over so i'm gonna shoot planet of lana wow all right Take it. Mm, Land of Lana. I feel like you're shortchanging us on the bullets here. It's like, I'll give me three back and I'll give you four, seven. It, you know? it was six, right? Six bullets? Yeah, that's kind of the penalty. Okay, I, I was going off five for some reason. You're a for... really terrible cowboy. You need to remember, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm just asking <laughs> if you're feeling lucky, I guess. Punk. Uh, Captain Cobblepot uh, wrote in just to say, hey, shout out to Time on Frog Island. It's an open sandbox oh, yeah. game that looks adorable and adventurous. Um, Steven Woodson wrote in on Patreon, said the game I'm looking forward to the most is Roots of Pacha. It had a couple trailers early during the summer showcases, but I wonder if it's getting enough eyes. It seems like more of a spiritual successor to Stardew Valley than any other game so far. The art is fantastic, the minigames look fun, and it seems like there's a lot to do single-player or co-op. And not to bury the lead, it's set in prehistoric times. Befriend a mammoth, ride an ostrich, go cave painting. Yeah, Kyle, normally I'm extremely anti-caveman media, but Roots of Pacha, it does look really good. Um, It does look very Stardew valley and I think Jeffum should take it instead of Harvestella, and he should free up Harvestella for me. Oh, sorry. Okay, great. Uh, Clobber in time writes in and says, I'm looking forward to Shashingo. Learning Japanese through a Pokemon Snap-like yes. photography game looks like so much fun, and I can't wait for it to come to Switch. It does look very cool. Shashingo is that, where you just go around and take pictures of stuff to help learn Japanese. Yes. That looks sweet. Uh, thank you, community, for being smart. Um, all right, let's see what everybody got. Y'all got your picks? Uh, Jeffum, you got your big old list? Sure do. All right, so everybody in the backstage pass, you got to let us know who has the best bundle. And be honest. No no picking your favorites. You got to trust trust your brain, not your heart here. Uh, all right. I got Baron Breakfast. Yeah. Thank you, Janet. I got Cursed to Golf, Evil West, Marvel Midnight Suns, Harvestella, and the Callisto Protocol. I'm happy with those. That's a good list, dude. That's a good list. Uh, Kyle, what do you got with your seven shots? I- <laughs> my five plus an optional six uh, i have saints row gotham knights god of war ragnarok one piece odyssey somerville and planet of lana solid uh janet what do you got i got stray cult of the lamb splatoon 3 amara plus rabbit sparks of hope um pokemon scarlet violet and kirby snack time multiplayer game i forgot the name of the game Kirby Paul guys i yeah. think is what it's going to be colloquially <laughs> but with only six people though right anyway mm. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's four. Yeah, it's it's really confusing. Um, let's just, see. Think, from, yeah, yeah, my six picks. Number one, it's Live Alive. Number two, Tiny Ken. Number three, Arc Raiders. Number four, Dragon Ball: The Breakers. And number five is the Jackbox Party Pack Nine. So, and uh, six. hey, and Jeff, I'm, uh, <laughs> Pac-Man World Repack. Get ready for the hundred percent run coming to MinMax on Twitch. Pac-Man's everybody, finally back. <laughs> That's Thank right. God. Repack and and. Pack better than ever. Pack it up. (laughs) 
People seem to be into Janet's list. We'll post them on Twitter too and see. We'll let people choose who has the best list. Um, all right. Jeff, do you know how this whole thing operates? It's Patreon. It's uh, mainly Patreon, though. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for being here. You can always subscribe to the podcast version of the show. Or if you just click a link, there's links to Patreon in the description, no matter what version of the show you're consuming right now. Head over there. Find it here that's right for you. We appreciate it. We are inching closer. I feel like we're, we're on a hot streak, and I'm feeling really good about our content recently and in the upcoming near future. I think there's some very fun stuff on the horizon. Um, and we are inching closer and closer to the Trek to Shrek to finally flying Janet Garcia out to Minnesota so we can shake her hand in person and then create a whole travelogue about her time in Minnesota and then also, of course, play Shrek 2 on the Nintendo GameCube in the basement. So if we hit our next goal on Patreon, we can do that. So any help there is a huge boost for us, like folks upping their tier, like Nick R, Dylan D, Tonka P, and Sean S recently upped their tier on Patreon. So thanks to those folks for supporting us in a big, bad way. We appreciate it, please. Please let us make this Trek to Shrek happen. We'd appreciate it. Also, thank you to some of our bigger supporters. You know the folks I'm talking about. Well, maybe you don't, because this is a new one. NordVPN, everybody. Check out NordVPN. They want everybody to know about the whole service that they offer there. Uh, VPN, of course, stands for Virtual Private Network. It's a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. It creates it an encrypted tunnel for your data, protects your online identity by hiding your IP address, and allows you to use public Wi-Fi hotspots safely. When you're browsing through a VPN, your traffic is encrypted, so no one can see what you do online. They say gamers might like it, because you can avoid DDoS attacks, block malware-ridden websites, secure browser traffic without affecting latency, and has next-generation encryption. Kyle, NordVPN, if you go there and use this, you can also access content from around the globe. Like, you know that annoying thing of like, what do you mean that great show is only on Netflix in England? Why isn't it here? Or I want to watch more Japanese content on Netflix, but I can't. With NordVPN, you can, because it's literally as easy as you go in there, make that account, and then you can just click where on the globe you want to access the internet from. And so you can unlock a bunch of new shows, which seems like it's up your alley, Kyle. Yeah. That's a cool thing. That's a cool thing. Uh, so yeah, I think Akira is on Netflix and other places. There we go. Uh, you can grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash minmax with two N's. There's a link below for all this fun stuff to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus free threat protection, plus one additional month free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So the URL, nordvpn.com slash minmax, promo code minmax, everybody. Check it out. Uh, Kyle Silva says, you got Nord. That's when you know you're in the big leagues for podcasting now. Hey, we're, we're happy they reached out. Uh, also, thanks to our dear friends, of course, at I Am 8-Bit. They want everybody to know about Escape Academy, which is out this week. Escape Academy is a new video game. It's a school where promising students train to become the ultimate escapist. You can play over a dozen masterfully handcrafted rooms designed by experienced experts in the field of real-life escape rooms. Experience the entirety of Escape Academy alone in single player or through two player cooperative play. It's available in local or online split screen. It is out on Game Pass day one, but also on PS4, PS5, PC, and it's on Steam, so on the Epic Game Store. Kyle, we'll talk about it more next week, but you're enjoying your time with Escape Academy? Yeah, no, I, f- I finished it. I like okay. it. Okay, so even if we weren't uh, promoting it on the podcast, you give it a thumbs up? Yes, I, I would. Good co-op. It's like, 
it's kind of like it takes two thing where it's like there's not a lot of split screen couch co-op games that are interesting and unique and yeah this might be one of them there we go escape academy everybody um and you can go to i made it's a wonderful online store you can use the promo code corn month corn month one word everybody of course for 10 percent off of everything in the store that's under $100. So help support them because they support us in a big way. And one of the ways they support us is by shipping out a prize each and every week to whoever has our favorite question submitted over on Patreon. So this week, whoever's the best question wins Disco Elysium, uh, the vinyl soundtrack, everybody. So look for that. And thanks to iMateBit for supporting us in a big, bad way. Oh, and Crowboy says iMateBit has the stray vinyl as well. Yeah, whenever there's some... iMateBit's just cool. They have everything cool. Check out that store. Everything cool in gaming, I made, but seems to be very on top of. Um, let's see. Drake Heinhorst says, hey, if you could guarantee a sequel from your favorite gaming IP that is a 7 out of 10, or a sequel to an IP you don't care about, but it's 10 out of 10, what would you choose? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for an IP yeah. you don't care about. Is this going back to that Saints Row conundrum of what does a 10 out of 10 Saints Row reboot look no, like? I just would rather have, like, I, there's been a lot of occasions where, like, a entry in a series that I otherwise didn't care about ended up being, like, huge. And that's, like, where you jump in and you end up having a really great sort of, like, new universe and game. Like, kind of like you with God of War 2018. You know? Right, right. Like, I, I would rather have a, a really exciting new experience than like a mediocre experience of a, on a based on a franchise that I love already. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that checks out. Uh, Nick from Atlanta writes in, "Hey cohorts, uh, if you had to decide between removing all spider enemies or all dog enemies from all future games, what would you get rid of?" Spider. Dog. Scarier. The dogs. Yeah, I go dogs. Just, my, my thing is, I don't like fighting dogs in video games. I'm not even, like, the biggest dog person, but I just always get uncomfortable, like, in Call of Duty when I have to, like, grab a dog and, like, break its neck. I don't want to do that. So it's not, I'm like, not coming from a PETA angle. It's more from just, it's tough to aim down to shoot them? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I think well, I go Well, he dogs. does play inverted, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. That's a whole thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't like shooting dogs either. And, they, and they're never interesting enemies anyway because they just run at you i guess you can hear them bark or whatever but right you could always just replace them with wolves anyway right yeah there's no spider equivalent i don't think i feel like a wolf is a dog though basically i feel like when i, my I would be fine not out. shooting wolves too really but all right yeah Justin Ray writes. I, I always, oh. I always get bummed out when I have to shoot dogs in like. It is, a, and they make that yelp, the, and that is sad. But yeah. spiders are so much scarier, and spiders also actively stop a lot of people from playing certain games because most games don't have filters the way Grounded does. So I feel like it's, it helps more of the community because most people don't like killing the dogs, but they can do it. Some people can't even fight the spiders. So that's true. There you go. Tis true. Tis true. Um, Justin Ray says, "Hey, all the Muso games." They're my chicken nugget games. They're basically all the same, the video game equivalent to comfort food, and I eat every entry in the series up. Um, did we solve this riddle from last week, Janet, about the chicken nugget mystery? No, I have no memory of doing this. I watched the video. Thank you for sending in the timestamps. At least two of you did, uh, which I appreciate. Um, that's not shade. That's genuine. Like, I'm glad that somebody pointed it out. I... I don't know. And I'm like, maybe I'm saying something else what it was? sounds what it was? like that. No, it's, it, earlier in the show, you talked about... Oh, yeah. You talked about how stuff on Game Pass, they're like chicken nuggets. Like, you'll, they'll take a bite here. That's good. You'll snack on something, but you're not going to really oh, finish it. So oh then later God, in the show. Oh, my God. You fixed this. Thank God. It was yeah. driving me crazy, Ben. You could have just let. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <sighs> I'm here to help. 
Uh, Tokyo Game Life <laughs> writes in and they say, Dear Kyle, please talk about Alekhead. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Alekhead. It's, uh, I guess it's one of those, like, you know, came out on PC and was generally well-liked and recently came to Switch. Yeah. And I played it on Switch. And it's like, what? it's just a platformer, sort of pixelated platformer, that where you're like a little light bulb and the puzzles are like what you can turn on and off based on like what you're touching. And it's just like a really condensed, not super long, great little puzzle game that's very smart without getting obtuse. I, yeah. I really had a good time with it. Like, I think I beat it in like two sittings. And it was just one of those games that I was like, man, this is so smart and cool. And I'm like, and it's, it's such a great experience you know i ate all the chicken nuggets for that one really uh Alekhead is the name of that one yeah it seems like a good one for steam deck too i should probably check it yeah, out there. yeah yeah uh danger zone submits a comment over on patreon they say hey y'all gen 9 of pokemon coming out this year has got me on a pokemon kick i've been attempting to complete the pokemon uh, the pokedex for legends arceus and watching some of the original anime it got me thinking why is the pokemon anime never in the conversation for best video game adaptations the show has been a long-standing staple along with several movies, but is never brought up when a video game movie is being analyzed or compared. It is, the, is it the childish nature of the anime, or has Pokemon just transcended, transcended the cultural zeitgeist to the point most people forget Pokemon started as a video game? Man, you this are, is a great point. Isn't that amazing? It's yeah. so obvious, but when you think about video game adaptations, you're right, no one ever mentions Pokemon. But it is number one. It has to be. Yeah, like I, 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 you kind of recently I went to bat for the Castlevania show on Netflix, right? Right. Where I was like, that's the best video game adaptation ever made, and it's like, the idea of Pokemon never even crossed that my mind. I just, I feel like it almost stands on its own at this point. Yeah. Is why I don't think of it. Right. You're right. It is. It is. I think Danger Zone is right. Like it has surpassed it, has transcended it in the cultural zeitgeist that you don't even think of it as an adaptation, but it absolutely is. Yeah. That's good. There we go. Uh, Aaron Hurd writes in and says, Howdy cohorts. This past week, we've been dealing with ants terrorizing our apartment and getting into our food. Uh, one time I was watching the ants move and was fascinated by how they walk in a perfect line, which led me down a massive rabbit hole of YouTube videos and articles about ants and their complicated societal structures, pheromones, and caste systems. I now know a lot about ants and have come away with the conclusion that they have the second most sophisticated societies after humans. Um, and then Dr. Fups replied to this on Patreon and said, Hey, Aaron, um, please watch ants do a death march. The chain of ants run in a circle because they follow the pheromones. Uh, the ants march like that until they die. So I went down this rabbit hole too. I'm sorry, now I'm really into ants. Yeah, look up ants death march because it's just like if ants in a line start going in a circle, it just becomes like this swirling vortex where the ants, because they want to stay together as a group, don't break out of it. And there's just like crazy videos of just like cyclones of ants where they just keep walking until they all eventually die. Uh, anyways, the point is, uh, Aaron says, um, hey, my question for you is, what is the weirdest rabbit hole you've ever gone down? And why'd you do it? Sorry, we're all Googling ant Yeah, death I'm just okay. looking at the, it, it's a lot to look at. <laughs> Can you imagine like being pushed into that? I thought this question was going to be like, how do I get the ants out of my apartment? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not really a big rabbit hole person. I was uh, thinking just earlier this year, I was like, God, I'm really craving going down a rabbit hole. I wish I was just like really invested in something and just couldn't stop researching it. And then I realized, oh, I'm, I'm doing that at the time. But I just did something that I didn't even acknowledge was a rabbit hole, but it really was. But earlier this year, I read, um, a book called Disney War which is a a huge book all about um, the CEO of Disney and running Disney from like the 
mid 80s to 2000 or so. Um, specifically, like Michael Eisner is the CEO. Um, and it is, it's fascinating. It's a great book. If you just like inside dirt on Disney and just like what it's actually like to run a corporation like that and just these stresses, and it'll convince you that no amount of money is worth the hassle of working just a company with so much backstabbing and oh, it just seems like a nightmare. Um, but then I went down a big Michael Eisner rabbit hole and was like watching all of his appearances on Charlie Rose's old talk show, controversy noted. And then he also was like a guest host for a bunch of old episodes of Charlie Rose. And so I watched like six Charlie Rose episodes with Michael Eisner. I just, I just really connected to this piece of work that is Michael Eisner, who's a bad guy and just a liar and just a deranged businessman. But that was my most recent rabbit hole was all about Eisner and Disney. I similarly, I will weirdly get down these rabbit holes of like animated movies that like are just completely forgotten. And like there was one recently, it's called Rock and Rule from <laughs> the, the from the early 80s. It came out in like 83 and it's like it had like sort of ties to the heavy metal movies like it, they were working on a heavy metal, the heavy metal animated movie. But they got then they started working on this rock and roll movie and like. I ended up like finding it like on YouTube and like watching the whole thing. It's it wasn't like a good good movie, but the animation was surprisingly good. It was like really good animation, like, but in a you know a sort of uninteresting world and uninteresting story. <laughs> huh. I think the last one I I saw a YouTube video on fountain pens, and then I started <laughs> really looking into fountain pens, and then I bought a pack of fountain pens online because normally they're very expensive. Yeah. Um, which is a big turnoff, but now I guess they're popular enough that that there are like a lot of knockoff, you know, like brands of, of fountain pens that like exactly mirror really high-end fountain pens, but you can get them for cheap on Amazon. So I bought fountain pens and now I doodle with fountain pens because it's, a, I don't know, because I have no good. self-control. I really Whatever Google put or whatever YouTube puts in front of me, I'll watch it and then just do what it tells me to, I guess. I really want one of those pens. Is this is this a fountain pen? I don't really know what a fountain pen is. What are those pens that have like the that it kind of looks like a shovel at the end? You know what I'm talking about? Where it's just like a flat. I think that is, the, is, yes. that, is that a fountain pen? pen? It's it's kind of like a metal tip that comes yeah. up. Yeah. And you fill it up, you actually fill it up with ink. They're very satisfying to write with. I understand Ooh. why people with why people enjoy them. That or does to, look you know, good. just doodle or draw if you're into that kind of stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, Matt over there on Patreon says, Hey everybody, uh, this week I watched the new season of Stranger Things, no spoilers here, and I thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing. However, I kept getting distracted by certain songs and sound bites from the new season that have become viral hits on TikTok <laughs> and Instagram since it was released. I found that hearing them so much before actually watching the show kind of deflated the scenes where they popped up. I'm not a person who minds plot spoilers, but this managed to take me out of it a few times. Have you found the same thing? Am I being a curmudgeon? Are we looking at a whole new and very specific kind of spoiler? Should I stop scrolling so much? First of all, relax, Matt. You're fine. Just just breathe, buddy. Um, but I do... It is interesting. Like, not a specific plot spoiler, but kind of music spoilers because of TikTok? It's a weird idea. Or, like, lines, right, that become memes and stuff. Like, I definitely... Like, if I watch... Go back and watch an old... Maybe a movie I haven't seen that's, like, become such a meme generator. It, I can't watch it and be like, oh, hey, look, it's that... It's that thing, you know, right. or even movies I have seen, right? Like, you know, go watch, um, 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And you do like, the oh, yeah, point look, there. There's Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV. And now I'm pointing <laughs> at him. It is distracting. It is totally distracting. Yeah. I mean, the TikTok thing I think is interesting. Like, it is... I uh, I know, I think last time I talked about TikTok on the show, I was like, I'm kind of into it. I think it's really impressive. I think there's so much creativity on there. It's worth it. But it is uncanny, like, those rabbit holes you get sucked down with TikTok. Like, every time I open up the app now, which is maybe, like, twice a week, like... Half an hour that's can go such by. That's a low amount. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the but lowest it just, amount, like that's an impressively low amount of just, regularly consuming without falling into a vortex. Yeah, it is just a vortex. It's like, well, there's no reason why I should stop swiping because there's interesting stuff, and it's just like the music and the musical memes of TikTok just drill into your soul in such a big way. It's like, all right, ABBA's hot now. Now I'm just gonna have these ABBA songs in my head. Um, but I, I, that's interesting, Matt. So it's like Metallica and. Kate Bush, like they're just everywhere on TikTok now. I don't think I've really seen too much of that. Well, there's a, like I said, there's also lines. That yeah. People are like, they'll just pantomime sp- like specific lines and stuff. Right. And I don't right. love that kind of content on TikTok. Even like, well, I wonder, did you see a bunch of like Batman TikTok stuff before you saw the Batman with Robert Pattinson? Because that was very popular for a while, oh. just like playing Nirvana and then they just kind of like walk up. <laughs> you know? maybe That's that hilarious. Was, maybe that was different because with the streaming stuff you can go get the footage very easily but it you can't do that with movies that are in theaters right yeah. like are, is that what you're saying like I guess so, when batman yeah. was still in theaters right right that is true um joe stone writes and says hey ben and the gang miss joke opportunity whenever sarah podzorski appears on the podcast you should introduce her as sarah podkaski mm, we could nah it's no. like it's you can we have could. a recurring it's not a misjoke opportunity if it's just like a recurring bit. Right, right, right. Like, I guess it's a misjoke opportunity every time I forget to call him Jeff Markia father. Um, I guess that technically counts. Uh, Bear Commando says, hey, Ben. Yes, specifically you, Ben. Uh, by choosing to read that joke during community questions last week, you've opened up the kingdom to a floodgate of joke submissions that shall doth prove endless. <laughs> <laughs> to nip this in the bud, I'm going to present the pinnacle of jokes so that no one shall hath dare try to unseat it by submitting further. The joke is, what is the difference between a cat and a comma? A cat has claws and at the end of its... one's a claws with a pause and one is a pause with claws or some something like that. I, I butchered it, but... Janet, go ahead. you butchered the punchline before we got there. Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Bear Commando, I am sorry. The answer is a cat has claws at the end of its paws and a comma has paws at the end of its claws. Yeah. <laughs> that attitude toward that joke is the worst. <laughs> you butcher it. And that's, yeah. an, that's an editor's that, reaction right? to that joke. Like it you guys like, heard that yeah. joke like a million times, right? Like, I don't like, know if I've ever heard that joke. I don't think I ever have. No, I've never heard I don't really? think so. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I taught high school English, so I saw like that thing like okay. tossed okay. around everywhere all the time. It's cute. Okay. Look, I to be, here's the thing, Barry Commando. I think that is the greatest <laughs> joke ever written, but the way it was butchered on this very podcast <laughs> means that we still, the doors are wide open to joke submissions. Please, we'll do take them all. Do you guys not do that? I do that whenever, like when we read the popsicle jokes, I do try to guess if I can figure out what the, what the pun or the punchline is going to be. I don't know. I think it's a time and a place thing. If it if it feels like the person's very excited to share it, then I don't. <laughs> On a I, podcast, okay, all, perhaps. I think this person was sharing it in jest, right? <laughs> right Clearly, right. they were hamming it up. You're right. You're right. Look, I don't no know. one, I mean, no one did anything wrong here. There's another week. See me next week, or maybe That's I won't right. be here, and then you'll be all right. I don't know. Just give us more you jokes. Know, I, is all I want. 
Speaking of, speaking of rabbit holes and jokes, I was I don't have an answer for this, but it's kind of along the lines of like you know greatest work of art of all time. But I was mm. like, what is the greatest like sitcom joke ever written? I was trying to like I was always like formulating a list in my head of like my favorites of like the best. And sitcom. one that I one that I arrived to is the the Arrested Development joke, which is I don't know if it's number one, but it's up there, where she's like, oh, I need to get one of those little lowercase t's, and he goes across, and she and she goes. Across from where? Yeah. That's really cute. It reminds me, you know, there's a fun overlap of um, memes, tropes, and jokes across different sitcoms. Because I was just rewatching Malcolm in the Middle when they were pretending to be religious to get free babysitting from the church. Um, spoilers for that there's a baby in that show. I don't know. It's a very old show. And Dewey's talking to Hal and he's like, hey, what does the T on the wall stand for? And he's like, oh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's that one's uh, also gets used we'll a couple see. times. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll make yeah. a list. Yeah, we'll come right in, everybody. Right in. Uh, JC Ice says, "Do you know if you not eat a thing you used to enjoy anymore because it made you sick? I haven't had a honey roasted peanut since I was six. <laughs> I ate too many while watching Willy Wonka at school and threw up." <laughs> Tragic. Uh, white milk. I will never drink it again. Like heat it up. You know, they have white milk uh, and you heat it up. What are you a cat? What are you talking about? It's healthy never, sleep, right? Is that the idea? Yeah. Ish. Yeah, as a kid, you, people weren't heating up white milk for you. And no, just I was raised on goat milk. Glass. Absolutely not. Was, uh, uh, yeah, same deal, though. I got sick. I threw up watching Toy Story in my living room. <laughs> threw up a bunch I, of I milk. We're all going to be throwing up stories, yeah. right? Like, mine Absolutely. was like Plus, a little Debbie cake. Vomit. Mine was like a little Debbie cake with like artificial strawberry, right? It was like one of those oh, rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And it. like. I, I can't really do that kind of artificial strawberry anymore. Oh. Because you ate like an infinite amount of them and puked? No, I ate after like a soccer game. Like a, it was the <laughs> it was the snack after a soccer game. And I think I, it just made me sick. I only ate one, but just something about it really unsettled me. Oof. Did you guys win the soccer game? I don't remember. Were you, were you, Probably, were you being we were carried so on everybody's hands fun to fun. as you puked? <laughs> uh, for me, yeah, this is less innocent, I guess. But like in college, freshman year, you know, packed into a tiny dorm room with three other guys. Like, all right, go now pregame, and this is going to be sweet. And I was so proud of myself for, I had a bunch of mandarin oranges from like the cans, and they'd been soaking in vodka all week. And I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to pregame, pregame, just eating a lot of mandarin oranges. And so I just ate like, you know, five mandarin oranges that had been soaking in vodka all week, and it ruined that fruit forever. I, I used to love mandarin oranges, and now I cannot help but just think of that vodka. Ugh, it's so terrible. When I come to Minnesota, can you um, soak a couple of mandarin oranges yeah. and some vodka for us? Oh, you, you mean the Minnesota <laughs> special? Yeah, absolutely. They serve it at most bars, yeah. You could tell me almost anything about Minnesota, and I'd have to believe it. Track After you two, had, what's track. the name of that one fountain? or The Juicy the Lucy. <laughs> no, the the like me, we're gonna meet by the oh something. Minnehaha Falls. Yeah, yeah. I had to Google that after. I couldn't believe it. That was a real That's thing. Hilarious. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, mine's Japanese curry. We all we all know it. You were what? all there when I got sick. Right. Oh, oh the E three. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, you weren't Janet. Yeah, kind of a recent. Give me a word yep. picture, Jeff. On what happened? Relive the trauma. Yeah, please. Uh, it was the first day after, you know, long, full press conference day, and we all want to go out. I was already kind of burnt out on uh, Japanese curry from living in Japan and eating it, you know, in, in like the cafeteria so many times. Um, but I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go because everyone else wanted to go. Uh, and I got food poisoning from it. And then also had to go back to appointments the next day after 
throwing up and diarrheaing all night. Oh, God. Uh, which was yeah, super weird, cool. The weird thing about that story was, like, no one else got sick. Like, we, it's still a mystery. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what happened to Michael Jordan before that big game? That's right. Well, I know. I just can't tell you. Um, Sean Studstill writes in and says, I've been playing Legendary Goon on my PlayStation 3 lately, and I noticed something strange. By the way, Sean, I like I like what you're doing with your life here. Um, so Sean says, the world map can be loaded from any disc for Legendary Goon, but as soon as you enter a specific location, you'll be asked to insert the correct disc. This is weird because most segments of the world map are specific to each disc. I was curious if anyone has an idea of why this is. Weird code solutions, probably. It's just like it doesn't work if they don't do it the other way. Somehow, it's like it's, like, it's just like the it's like on sixty four requiring the expansion pack, and they could never figure out why it required it. So they just shipped the game with the expansion pack. Wait, what is this? What do you mean? The expansion pack for Donkey Kong sixty four right. came in the box, and there was some interview where someone from Rare was like, for whatever reason, some specific reason we could never figure out. The game wouldn't load without it in there. It didn't need the extra RAM, but it just that that hardware had to be in there for the game to work. So Weird. we just included it with the game. Weird. Um, yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. I don't know. Is it the world maps on those assets are just on every disc for all parts of the world map? Since it's all the same. I don't know what the world map looks like for Legendary Dragoon, but maybe that's like the same engine. Because you know, like in Final Fantasy VII or old Final Fantasy, it's like a different engine that it's shifting between between world mm-hmm. map and combat and all that stuff. But I do. I remember loving that idea of like removing playing a playstation one game and then removing the disc and realizing like oh my god i can still play this like whatever was loaded up in ram you could keep on running with it's like you could play twisted metal for a while but like the music would drop out i think and then like if you went to a load then it would break but that always felt like a magic trick um john bogan writes in hey everybody uh you know what game i was randomly thinking about the other day Paperboy. When I was a kid, I thought it to be somewhat of a classic game, up there with the likes of Pac-Man and Frogger. My friend and I used to play endlessly the Sega Genesis version of it. At the time, there was something neat about playing a game as a kid in an ordinary neighborhood setting rather than the usual fantasy, sci-fi, or RPG action tropes of the day. Um, yeah, uh, and he's asking if anybody has experience with Paperboy or any fond memories of Paperboy. I'm assuming that's directed towards me since I'm the only one who was old enough to... <laughs> I played that one as a kid, so no one else was born at the time. He's, yeah, uh, you're actually but, delivering papers pre-World War II, though, saying, Hitler's yeah, at it again. Yeah, obviously. Right. Uh, but no, yeah, that that was, it was one of the first games that I played on the NES, and it was a really weird, I did it a couple times, I think. Yeah. It was. It, it's also one of those old games where it's like, I got to like maybe the second level. And it's insanely hard. Yes, they it yeah definitely one of those that and Commando were the games of mm. like we we rented them multiple times and it's like wow I got to the second second level finally oh, <laughs> hang on we're gonna have to take a pause on the podcast <laughs> is there an ice cream truck coming through the window did I mention Twisted Metal too many times and Sweet Tooth is coming um so I left the window of my bedroom open um and. I just been open for hours and I'm just like, I just live with it now. And that's not a ice cream truck is actually a truck that sells fresh fruit that goes to oh. my neighborhood every day. I think. Do they have mandarin oranges? Nice. I'd have to ask. Okay, but, thank you. And ooh, I don't know how to ask that because they speak Spanish only. Um, and I can ask for oranges, but I don't know if those specifically. 
Yeah. I can get you oranges. oranges. Yeah. Epic oranges. That's right. <laughs> uh, anyways, Jeff, yeah, I, this question made me think of like, I love Paperboy. Why do I love Paperboy? I didn't even play it as a kid. I remember, I think I went to a friend's house once and he had it on NES and I played that version as well. And I always had a soft yeah. spot in my heart, even though it's, it's frustrating. Supporting journalism, you know? Sorry, I said horn again. <laughs> Will you just <laughs> go really buy a buy fruit? fruit? <laughs> Call it good. <laughs> I like it. Um, I think they sell tortillas too, but. Anyway. Mm, I love a good strawberry tortilla. Um, but uh, yeah, Paperboy, I think it's frustrating too because like on a main machine, like the controls never really work well for Paperboy. So it's kind of a mess to, to play mm. in the modern day and age. And like Warner yeah, Brothers. In the arcades, it's pretty cool because yeah. you have the little handlebars. But totally. it's, it's hell to play. It's so hard. It's too yeah. hard. And, and it's one of those franchises they never figured out what to do with after that first game. You know? Yeah. It's like, I guess it it's its own experience and there's no really going anywhere else other than that. I so. do think, I looked it up, it turns out Warner Brothers, I think, owns Paperboy now. I think that is the best chance we have for getting people to read newspapers again if there is some mobile version of Paperboy where, like, you had to swipe Pokemon Go style on the newspaper to, like, flick it, but in the meantime, it's like, wait, what's happening in the Middle East? Too late! What do you, you know, I feel like there's something you can do there if you could actually read the headlines. I tell a quick newspaper story because I worked for a newspaper for a while before Game Informer. yeah. And it was like a dying industry, and they brought in uh, consultants to like come in and be like, "Yeah, what do we what do we do with Matt? How do we fix newspapers?" And I remember like their big pitch in this like company meeting was they had there's this like m- this video that went viral of a little baby, like, a person was tearing newspaper, and the baby was like laughing hysterically because they thought it was so funny. And their big pitch, these consultants was like, "Look, we got to save newspapers." Because look at this video. This baby loves newspapers. Oh my we gotta god! Save newspapers. And I was like, I, I was like looking around. I was like, we, they're, they're tearing the newspaper. <laughs> they're they're ripping it. They're destroying it. And that's the value that you said like we need to save. It was very strange. A very strange meeting. It's it's still better than NFTs, Kyle. What yeah, do we'll you take want? It. Come we'll on. Take it. <laughs> I actually bought the NFT of that baby ripping up that newspaper, and I, it's oh. it's going to be my retirement fund. Right. So please cool. look forward to it. Um, Dustin Davis writes in. And says, hey, everybody, what do you get when you cross a joke and a rhetorical question? A comma at the end of a pause and a pause <laughs> at the end of the comma. Ryan Foshi writes and says, hey, howdy, Min Max. Is it just me or is there an inordinate amount of cartoon ducks? Daffy, Donald, Scrooge, Huey, Dewey, Louie. First of all, that's Huey, Dewey, Louie. That's one. Howard, Daisy. No, in the new, in the new show, they're very distinct. They okay. Have, they have their own personality. But you got Howard, Daisy, Darkwing. The Sitting Ducks. I don't know who that is. The Duck, Duck, Go mascot. Duck from Little Bear. The Mighty Ducks. The Affleck Duck. What is it about ducks, and why are there so many cartoons of them? Am I the only one who finds this unsettling? Fun to draw, maybe? I mean, you you could list just as many dogs and just as many cats, right? Uh, cat, maybe. What's the duck from Garfield and Friends? There's a couple of them. Wade. Uh, Normal. No, it's That's not a normal. It's wait, and he had the miniature version of himself on the inflatable. Remember, on his little tummy. Oh, Odie. Nah, that's the other dog. Are you it messing with me, Justin? Uh, how many, uh, how many ducks? Ducks. It was the, the one from Garfield it was in the, the arm. It was like the not necessarily directly I actually related. Actually, read to a lot of Garfield. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did. Like Garfield and Friends, right? Yeah. Yes, right. Garfield and they friends. were the friends. Yeah, they were the friends. 
They were all ducks. Yeah, Wade Duck. Right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, got it. Anyways, uh, yeah, give us the count for total animals, everybody. Let us know what number one is. Uh, Zane Dukes writes in and says, Hey, cohorts, I'm dying to know more about the community bike ride from last weekend. I'm an avid cyclist, but don't live in the area. What kind of bikes do y'all have? What kind of riding do you like to do? How was the turnout? And who has the coolest bike? Um, it was great. Yeah, so Saturday we met at Minnehaha Falls. Who can forget it, Janet? Um, <laughs> it, it was it Sorry. was really fantastic. Myself. I was really worried about like how many people are really going to show up because you have to be in Minnesota and be into biking and like be comfortable enough to bike by yourself to this random location to meet somebody listening to on a podcast there were 11 heroic community members that met up uh nice. at sea salt there by minnehaha falls and it was great and we went for a bike ride and it was lovely um they asked who has the coolest bike um i didn't even look at their bike but i think probably the best bicyclist there was uh, the community member named zach because it turns out he multiple times in his life has ridden across all of iowa it's a 450 mile ride. And so it was, it was humbling even to the more experienced in the group who like biking. It's like, yeah, we like biking. Sometimes we bike every day. And then this guy's like, oh, I bike across Iowa whenever I'm bored. It's like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> and I ride a Specialized from 2017. I think the brand's called Specialized. I'm not very smart with bikes, but that's it. Um, but thank you to everybody who showed up. That was a lot of fun. Um, there's pictures on Instagram and all that fun stuff. Uh, Jonathan 12 says, Hey, into the breach is coming to iOS and Android through Netflix and receiving a free content update on all platforms July 19th. So there goes another few dozen hours of my life says Jonathan. Uh, you all like into the breach. You'll recall that Jim. I, I love I that game. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, and I also really wanted more content for it and they, and they just never, they never did anything more. That's weird. It. Um, yeah, so I guess well, this mobile version is what you're gonna need. Now I actually, are. I yeah. played that game. I guess they have to. Yeah, I booted up on Steam Deck within the last like two weeks and played it. So it's weird that now it's relevant as ever. I know, Kyle, you have been talking about how cool like the Netflix games are or whatever, and I got it. I just got a new phone, and it even already has the Netflix app pre-installed, and oh, I really? still just feel like, ah, oh, man, do I want to do that? <laughs> Even though I, I really yeah, like I, Into the Breach and I would like to play the extra content, but... Yeah, I think that's, like, fair. It's, like, a weird hurdle to jump over, right? Because it's, like, even if you watch Netflix on your TV to, like, log in on your phone and then enter the app to go download other things, it's, like, it's like a, a handful of hurdles that are annoying. But, like, I, I do like... I do like it because it's like it's a it's like an Apple Arcade style approach to mobile games where it's, like, get rid of microtransactions and stuff and they're bringing games, like, Into the Breach to mobile. Like, I think it's cool. Yeah, I should do it. You've convinced me, Kyle. And then you get point Play P. Point P. Point P is very good. There we go. Uh, Joe Mama wrote right in, right, 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 wrote in and says, "Hey, Janet, uh, miss joke opportunity, everybody." Janet said, "Portal Two is a good sequel because they added gel. Someone should have said Chell was in the first game. Then Janet could have said Chicken Nugget and hopped on a jet ski." <laughs> That's right. They really get what is the heart of the show. They really and do. And I appreciate that. They get it better than most people. Uh, Kyle Silva writes in and says, Hey, everybody, I got a better quest goal for you. With the Oregon Trail Arc uh, Apple Arcade game having a new feature where it tracks your steps and counts them towards progress in an Oregon Trail walking game, I want to speed run the Oregon Trail in 300 days. <laughs> this would put me on an average of 10.7 kilometers a day. 6.66 miles a day. Good God. Hopefully, I won't get dysentery along the way. 
uh, do it, Kyle. Walk the entire Oregon Trail. That's a that's a cool goal. I love that implementation. That's that a really a fun, fun idea. Thing, yeah. I feel like that should be a separate game other than just like incorporating into the Apple Arcade game. But I think there's like a Lord of the Rings kind of one too, where you can walk the trail from the Shire to Mount Doom. You can't right? simply walk to Mordor, Kyle. Uh, Ron sorry, writes Kyle. in and they say, "Hello, floor maxers." Congratulations. You've all magically moved to Florida and you're enjoying the sunshine, bugs, theme parks, and craziness. You are all getting adjusted to the Florida state of mind and have decided to search for our state superhero, Florida Man. For this game, I have listed three different Florida Man articles but have changed one key component. Your job is to guess what the blank is. Good luck, everybody, and welcome to Florida! All right, fill in the blank for this Florida Man article. This is a headline. Florida Man arrested for throwing blank through drive through a window. What did Florida Man throw through a drive through window? <laughs> Feces. Feces, says Kyle. Well, Snake in the comments section says it's always alligator. So what, <laughs> you, so what are you going to go with, Jeff? Um? I'm going to go with knives. Okay, Janet? Bench. Bench. <laughs> That's a good guess. I'm gonna go with bench. Um, the answer, of course, is alligator. It's always <laughs> alligator. All right, Florida man arrested for calling 911 after his blank was denied entry into a strip club. I mean, is it just gonna always be alligator? Janet, you tell me. What was denied entry into a strip club, and he was he was arrested for calling 911? After I'm gonna say alligator, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's a hundred percent alligator. Well, I'll say I'll say child, just so we're not all guessing alligator. I'm sorry. The answer is kitten. The kitten was denied entry into a strip club. Okay. All right. Last article: Florida man caught with a full rack of ribs in his blank. Police say. <laughs> um. Yeah. Where would you not have? Where are you not allowed to have a rack of ribs? Car, home, those are fine, right? Uh, my answer is butt. <laughs> Full rack well, I'm gonna, of ribs. I'm going to take the alligator one on this one. I'll, I'll, my pick will be alligator. I'm going to say fanny pack. Fanny pack. Now, I might need to consult a scientist or some sort of doctor. Just to be clear, are there naturally ribs in a butt? Jeff, have you ever checked a skeleton? There might be. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, ribs are so. up here, right? The full rack of <laughs> Hang on. Kyle, yeah, that checks out. Turns out the ribs okay. are up here. Uh, the full rack of ribs were in his pants, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in his mm, pants. Yeah. Please say. Thank you, Ron, for telling us all about your wonderful state of Florida. Someday we'll start Florida Max. That'll be a very interesting outlet. It'll have the energy of a kind of funny over there. <laughs> Zany is all hell. Uh, all right, what do you no, I am also part of that company. I'm just going to put that out It's not an insult. You know, when I go over there, Barrett Courtney has nothing but good things to say about this company. He said we're his favorite podcast. That's so sweet. They're all so oh. sweet over there. I'm saying they're energized. They're energized like a Florida man. It's a compliment. But you know what? You can get a few more in because Greg did call you on your your honeymoon after we said, please don't call Ben. He's <laughs> on his don't. honeymoon. It was, I think it was a net positive for my honeymoon experience. Just, you know, it made it more memorable in its own way. Um, yeah. Didn't you always picture it with Greg Miller? Yeah, I never pictured it any other way. <laughs> I should mention, I actually married Greg Miller. Um, oh. What do y'all like for uh, question, of uh, question of the week? Question of the week. There is uh, spider enemies or dog enemies. The Pokemon anime comment, I think, is I good. I like that one, because that one really made me think about my words and deeds. I like as well. I like the rabbit hole and the follow-up about the ant spiral. Um, and then I like the food sick. Food oh, sick. Oh, that one was good too. Food sick foods, yeah. I Flor got to learn about your guys' demons, which yeah. was nice. Uh, Gonna make us some 
uh, uh, artificial strawberry curry. That's right. Uh, with with the vodka soaked mandarin. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should have like a, a resurrection meal, which would be super disgusting because oh, they don't yuck. go together at all. <laughs> yuck. Um, or there's also Florida man. I, I like sick the ill the the food. You like sick? I like the to Ill. be sick. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's go with the food one. Yeah. All right, Janet. By the way, you're touching your mic a lot. It makes noise. Sorry. Sometimes here's the here's the problem. If I may be on the internet, it's not you, Janet. It's people. People get on my case every time. I've been I, told the opposite a few times. I don't know. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> but I I told people yell at me to calm down when there's a background noise and I mention it like it's no big deal and then people also call it like why aren't they acknowledging this background is driving me nuts there's it turns out i don't know if you all have realized this, there's no way to win on the internet anyways well oh. congratulations to jc ice uh you just won the vinyl soundtrack disco elysium thanks to i am 8-bit thank you and now it's time for something that we like to call get a load of this oh yeah all right um i'll go first because i think mine's the worst and I normally like to really hype mine up, but this was just an interesting thing. There's a podcast called Script Apart, which I like a lot, where it's with screenwriters and they talk about like the earliest versions of the movie that eventually got produced. And they're classic movies, which is like the weird, you know, rough version of the movie that looked nothing like this. I mean, they had like the co-writer for Terminator 2 talk about writing that movie. And he's like, turns out it was James Cameron's like high school friend and stuff. There's a lot of cool episodes on the podcast. Anyway, but on the Script Apart podcast, they had uh, David Coep writer of Spider-Man, uh, Jurassic Park, a ton of other movies, but he's talking about writing the first Mission Impossible. And he said that apparently, you know, the big opening scene for the first Mission Impossible is that original team dies. Spoiler alerts for Mission Impossible 1, 1996, right? Um, and apparently, uh, Brian De Palma, who directed that movie, ran it by, or had a screening with George Lucas. And George Lucas said, you can't do this out of the gate. You need to have a scene, which George Lucas called a spaghetti scene, where you get to see the team like eating and hanging out before they go on this mission. Otherwise, there's no stakes and nobody cares about any of these people. And so apparently George Lucas is the reason that there's that scene of the team actually bonding in the original Mission Impossible, which is it's just fun to hear Brian De Palma and George Lucas sharing advice, all that stuff. Was Did Tom Cruise stand behind him as he was writing the script and go, more confusing? Yeah. Make it less sense. Well, I think it's going to take four watches to understand what's happening in this movie. Actually, yes, it really did. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it, it makes a lot of sense because David or yeah, David Coop talked about how he was beating the drum for this script to be simpler and Tom Cruise was pushing for this plot to be more complicated. And like that explains like, oh, as that series goes on and Tom Cruise has more and more control, it explains why those plots are so convoluted. I love that series, but there's a lot happening there. Um, anyways, uh, Janet, what do you got? Uh, damn it I <laughs> this is like so awkward now too because get a load of this my highlight was going to be Chapulín Colorado coming to Fortnite which I'm mean, coming to Fall Guys excuse me which I now feel like makes for the most like Mexican version of telling this story with the Cooper <laughs> playing in the background but um, the reason I think this is interesting well two things one if you don't know Chapulín Colorado is like a Mexican TV comedy character from like the 70s uh, oh, wow. sort of a goofy parody situation uh for people who don't know who chapulin is bumblebee man is based on chapulin it's like the oh, same energy really? right yeah so um but why i think this is kind of amusing is just that chapulin colorado is also a skin in Fortnite, and i'm just like oh it's so interesting to see this kind of deepish cut other region thing like cultural touchstone in across like two different games obviously you can argue the epic 
of it all, right? Right, but, of course, um, yeah. I just think that it's kind of interesting to see something like this versus, like, you know, a more commonly known IP, I guess. Right, right. Oh, interesting. Uh, Jeff, let me go on. Yeah, get a load of this. Uh, this one is a new video from Carl Jobst, who is the one who uh, put out that big video kind of exposing the entire... Uh, like game auction, speculative market manipulation stuff that was going on. He put out a new video about that, uh, about how some of those companies are now getting sued in a class action lawsuit in California. And um, he is very humble while pointing out that uh, they he, they mention his video in the in you know like the fifty page filing of all of the different charges that they're bringing against that company. So we don't know what will happen with it, but um, he kind of breaks down everything again and explains it if you haven't been following along. And so it's a good watch as always with him. Right. Kyle Silva in the backstage pass is asking, what does this have to do with AI? You're breaking your streak, uh, we'll, dude. We'll get there. Look, I can take one week <laughs> off. <can't> I? <laughs> I guess. Uh, Kyle, what do you got? Uh, hey guys, get a load of this. This is from the, um, Next effing level subreddit, and it's a chimpanzee running the Ninja Warrior course in Japan. Sounds good. And the chimpanzee just totally destroys it. It's yeah. just like nothing. It's just like <laughs> playtime for him, and he just rips through it. And it's it's so fun to watch because he's just like big old smile on his face. He's like, yeah, this is fun. this is a playground where it's like the most grueling <laughs> human uh, gauntlet in history. So it's really great. So coming soon to Netflix, I'm sure animal obstacle course. Yeah. Everybody look forward to it, please. Yeah, watch that. Uh, uh, do you go in from the community, Jeff, in the discord? I did uh, get a load of this uh, and attack Corgi shared this one. Uh, it's a futurism article that says <laughs> it's entitled crypto investors are creating voice chats where they can just scream and sob. Uh, and it links to a Guardian article where they followed basically all of these crypto investors. And I guess they're making kind of um, like pseudo support groups where they just all get together and scream <laughs> and cry. And they the the Guardian uh, article kind of details like their experience of going into one, <laughs> one of the places that just sounds like it like a virtual hell where yeah. all the people who bought into crypto are kind of going through their their own personal stories about how they lost a lot of a lot of money and it kind of underscores how what a terrible idea nfts are and what kind of moron corporation would be investing in them i don't understand hey that reminds me uh we got a lot of content that's been pumping out of minmax recently including party chat our patreon exclusive podcast uh this monday uh, it went up and it featured some former Game Informer employees, uh, John Carson and Wesley LeBlanc and Jeff Akervik. Jeff Akervik, who was the creative director there and was a designer since 2008. Uh, they were all let go by GameStop. And um, we had a very long and in-depth conversation about exactly what's going on there, the struggles within Game Informer under GameStop, how you can help Game Informer by checking out their content, but why it is just so infuriating to constantly have Game Informer be stabbed in the back repeatedly by GameStop and they're not rehiring anybody who's left at Game Informer. And so if you want the full story on what exactly is going on there in that relationship, you can check out Party, Party Chat. It's our Patreon-exclusive podcast. We have excerpts of that full chat up on YouTube. Uh, Kyle, I don't know if you checked out that, that clip at all. I did, yeah. No, I actually really appreciate you like making a bunch of it like public, like outside of the paywall, so to speak, because it's it's a fascinating and heartbreaking listen. 
Yeah, and if you really want to hear Jeff get fired up uh, on his anti-GameStop rant, uh, that is the discussion for you. So any help supporting independent games media and unlocking that podcast is appreciated. Also, um, because of your support, we've been able to grow this whole independent organization. And recently, we got an interview with uh, Reggie fils former president. Anson, that sounds great. I'm going to listen to that, but I have to go. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks, Kyle. Um, I'm going to go listen to the interview. Bye. Okay, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we got an interview with uh, Reggie fils um, It's on our YouTube channel and, again, in the bonus podcast feed. If you support us on Patreon, you can more than double the amount of podcasts you get from MinMax each and every week, and all of our interviews are there. Max Spoilers are there. There's early access to this podcast, a bunch of stuff, but we talked to Reggie fils about his time at Nintendo, and there's, I think it's an interesting chat. Um, he um, talks about why he has no interest in revealing more of Nintendo's history. Um, he talks about the whole messaging about whether or not you could use two game pads on the Wii U. And we talk about his time on the board of GameStop as well and his thoughts on Game Informer. So even though it was recorded before those layoffs happened, it was a very timely thing. So thanks to everybody who checks out that interview. We also posted an interview with Brandon Jones, former editor-in-chief of Easy Allies, about leaving that organization and his retirement life and his saga going back to co-founding game trailers and all that fun stuff. Also, we have an interview coming up this Monday with Tasha Sonart. Uh, from Pixar. She was at Pixar, then Double Fine, then Pixar, but she is on the team and a leader on that team for all of Pixar's integrations into video games. So she's the reason that uh, Toy Story and Kingdom Hearts 3 happened, everybody. Um, So if you want the inside story on exactly what it's like to be within Pixar and represent the entire game industry for all of Pixar. You can check out that interview on Monday. And if you enjoy these interviews, you can help support them directly by, again, going to patreon.com slash minmax with two ends. We are doing this to try to win your support and earn your trust. So thanks for helping to support us over on Patreon, everybody. We are inching close to our goal, and we'd love to hit it. If you want to jump in there and choose the Play Games With Us tier, where you can choose any cohort, any game, and we'll play for an hour off stream. It'll be nice and chill. We can crack a beer and play StarCraft together, whatever you want. You choose it. We'd appreciate the support. Um, Also, heads up, The Deepest Dive on Jack and Daxter. Kicking off this week, concluding next week. So we are going to be posting that first discussion covering roughly the first third of the game. That's going to be streaming on Thursday on Twitch, and then it's going to be public for everybody on YouTube on Friday. But the podcast version of that, you can also unlock in that bonus podcast feed. And then we're wrapping it up next week. So there's still time to join if you want to play Jack and Dax with us and submit a comment and have us all read it on the show. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the game. Also, Trivia Tower, everybody. We're, we're doing a lot. We're trying our best. Trivia Tower. Uh, Sorry, I've been quiet about it, but we've been trying to line up this one because it's a special one. This is going to be happening Monday, October 25th is the next episode of Trivia Tower. If you support us at the $2 tier even, you can jump in and compete in video game trivia to win a ton of game codes. We have maybe more game codes than ever, and it's some new good stuff. But there's a twist for this episode, Jeff. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Because in this episode of Trivia Tower, it is going to be MinMax versus Giant Bomb. We need your help, MinMax community, because it's going to be MinMax. Hang on, did I say October? <laughs> I... Yeah, I was. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you stop me? You mean July? <laughs> what month is it? July twenty fifth. Monday, July twenty fifth. The point is, it's MinMax versus Giant Bomb. So the entire Giant Bomb community is going to be competing with the MinMax community. And we need MinMax's community to win. So help be on Team MinMax because it's going to be Dan Reichert as the co-host. And we're going to have very, I'd imagine, embarrassing stakes for whichever side loses. Um, 
if MinMax wins, we can make Dan Record do something terrible or embarrassing and vice versa. So we appreciate it. We need your help taking out those giant bomb lovable SOBs over there. Uh, so patreon.com slash minmax with two N's is where all this stuff is happening. All right. Thank you so much, everybody who's watched, who's listened. Thanks to everybody who joined the Game Champion tier over there on Patreon. We're talking about people. Look at this. Prettygoodprinting.com. Seth over there, Jeff. Not only is he the person who made the wall of heroes image of your giant head being printed out, uh, which is beautiful and happening right now for the video version. Uh, but also he chose to be declared the champion of Wordle in honor of Jeff. Um, so officially the Wordle champion incredible. is prettygoodprinting.com. Clement Zobel could choose any game under the sun to be the game champion of, and I love it. They chose Spy Fox in Dry Cereal. They're officially the game champion of Spy Fox in Dry Cereal. Spider, uh, Spider Dan chose Journey. Champion of Journey is Spider Dan. Maniac chose the first Bioshock. Nobody had taken that yet. So Maniac is the game champion of Bioshock. Bob Buell I love this good specificity. Bob Buell chose the Adams Family Pinball Machine from 1992. Bob Buell is the champion of the Adams Family Pinball Machine. All of these picks will be in a big poll at the end of the month, and we'll make bonus content about whichever game wins that poll. All right, Janet, how you doing? Good. <laughs> good. Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, if you had to review that show, how would you review it? Oh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. There it is, everybody. Tell a friend if you like it, or just leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. And he'll spread the words appreciated. All right, that's it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Be good, have fun, let's go. Let's go.